Are they going to say that the election was stolen? Oh, yeah. They're, they're already, already doing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be an insurrection? No, because if they go into the... Okay. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, guys. This is a special podcast episode for you. This is the one that was filmed live on location in brick and mortar in historic Leesburg, Virginia. I think that's 34 South King Street or 34 King Street South, as it were. Uh, Awesome shop. Can't thank them enough for hosting us. Thanks so much, uh, Samantha, for having us there. Uh, Before we get into it, guys, it's a really, really long episode. Uh, Charlie, Demis, myself, and guests were all uh, on our feet all evening long for the uh, what we think is the last first Friday's Leesburg event. Um, So we did take some intermittent breaks, as you'll hear uh, at the very beginning. So um, the Tina Peters story, Mesa County clerk out in Colorado uh, in selection code is playing for your listening enjoyment uh, during those breaks. Uh, I did put a clip of selection code right up at the front. Um, So you can skip around if you don't want to listen to that. Again, uh, selection code, awesome film. Um, If you still haven't heard, again, I did get deplatformed from YouTube uh, early last week. Uh, so it would really help me out if you're not subscribed uh, to the podcast, if you go ahead and subscribe uh, and go ahead and rate and review. I, I see all of the engagement on here, guys. I really appreciate that. Uh, it would it would just uh, be tremendous if you could give this podcast a five-star rating and go ahead and review the show. It means more than you know. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Police federal search warrant. Please help me welcome Tina Peters. On the steps of the state capitol, there were signs and cheers for Republican Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters. She faces felony charges accused of tampering with her county's election equipment. Mesa County Clerk and Recorder allowed a security breach and by all evidence at this point assisted it. The one we least suspected would hack the computer was the clerk herself. Images from election equipment hard drives were released to conspiracy theorists are hailing Mesa County's Republican clerk Tina Peters as a hero. Peters critics say her pursuit of voter fraud has turned up zero evidence. One Republican Mesa County commissioner calls her conspiracy theorist Mesa County clerk Tina Peters has publicly promoted unfounded An arrest warrant's been issued for Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters for the public release of voting system data from her county. FBI searches at four homes. They include that of the Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters is a fugitive tonight. Peters, considered an idol in election conspiracy circles, got arrested today. 
New video into the newsroom showing police handcuffing Tina Peters in Grand Junction today. She's also a major proponent of Donald Trump's big lie. We cannot have election administrators who are pushing the big lie. My name is Tina Peters. According to the media, I'm a Trump-supporting election fraud conspiracy theorist guilty of perpetuating the big lie. You may have gone to bed thinking this election was headed one way, and then you woke up and you saw things were different in me. In full transparency, I did support Donald Trump in 2020 because I sincerely believed the alternative would be harmful to the future of our nation. By admitting that, I realize I've already lost some of you. That's how polarized and divided we've become. Vladimir Putin claimed he invaded Ukraine. Treat COVID. Politicians and the media have done a good job in wiring our minds to distrust anyone who thinks differently. The biggest terror threat in this country comes from radicals on the far right. It's not just the far left wackos. Right wing. It's always been a game of divide and conquer. To gain the power and control they desire, our selected leaders will stop at nothing to destroy the lives and reputations of anyone who dare call out their big lies. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. And President Biden has tested positive again. Perhaps the greatest flaw in our human design is our propensity to forget. Nicotine is not addictive. Weapons of mass destruction. It seems every four years, the losing side cries. That our voting machines are too vulnerable. It is the voting machines that pose some of the greatest risks. And when they win, they claim. This is the most secure election in our history. Most secure in American history. A very safe and secure 2020 election. The 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. If our nation's voting machines were so vulnerable, in the 2016 election. What changed in 2020? Nothing but the narrative. Before I was known as a crazy conspiracy theorist, I was a cancer survivor, a wife, and a gold star mom. And we begin tonight with the Memorial Day skydiving event going terribly and tragically wrong for a Navy SEAL. My only son died at the age of 27 when his parachute failed during a military skydiving demonstration. Family members call Remington Peters an angel on earth. The Navy said, I am Tina Peters and I'm running for Mesa County Clerk and Reporter. In 2018, I was elected by the people of Mesa County to serve as their elections clerk and recorder. After the 2020 election, I was contacted by numerous individuals who all shared concern about the integrity of our local voting system. Considering my vantage point, I was certain that if there was any election irregularities, I would be the first to see them. It wasn't until the city council elections in April Here's a look at the unofficial result. that I began to see things that I couldn't unsee. What I witnessed with my own eyes warranted a thorough investigation. Daddy. 
Right after I went through a cancer diagnosis and surgery, I realized that there was more in my life that needed to be done. I'd never been involved in politics, and uh, right before the 2016 election, I decided that I really needed to get involved. I was one of eight people at a volunteer meeting, and I said, oh my goodness, we have, we have got to get involved. And I just started walking door to door, talking to people, and found out it didn't matter what party they were in. Um, if they were rich, they were poor, in between, it did not matter. Everybody wanted to preserve their way of life. Everyone loved their families. Uh, they loved their freedom. And uh, so then I decided I wanted to get more involved in the community. When I told my son that I was thinking of running for office, he said, oh, Mom, he says, you've got this. He said, the only thing is you'll probably do more than what's required. I had no idea at that time what that would mean. And six months later, in reading his uh, SEAL Team 6 paperwork after he died, in there it says, describe your mother. And he wrote three words, she fixes things. I made a promise to the people in my county that, that elected me, that believe in me, that trust me, to make sure that I protect their vote. And once you drop that ballot off, you're trusting someone else to record your vote for you in the manner that you cast it. That's my job. We want to welcome everybody here. I'm Tina Peters. I'm the Mesa County Clerk and Recorder. Uh, I am clerk over five divisions, uh, which is uh, motor vehicle and uh, recording. I think we think you have to be um, a really engaged Democrat or Republican or, in order to vote, in order to care about these things. And a lot of people will say, it doesn't matter anyway, I'm just not going to vote. It does matter. I remember when Sharona came, it was basically to talk about the canvassing results that they were getting. We were heavily involved in our canvassing efforts in Grand Junction in Mesa County. And... Um, it, it just was getting weirder and weirder, and people were bringing affidavits regularly after every canvassing effort, and we started taking it to the clerk and recorder. She says, We've, we were canvassing, we're walking door to door, we're finding irregularities, people that don't live there, that voted, and, and, she's, and I said, just bring them to me. She was like, you know, if you find something, bring it to me, and we'll try to answer your questions, because I'm sure it can be answered reasonably. Bring whatever you have. I said, if there's a there there, we'll find it. The great thing about Clerk Peters is she really does believe in this, in real democracy, in the real interaction of the people with the elected officials. All of the people in our elections department are Colorado certified election officials. And so even though I'm, I'm the designated election official, so everything falls on me, I, I heavily depend on my director and my managers and my chief deputy and the staff to do the jobs that they are, uh, they are tasked with. Uh, but we do, do have backup uh, processes to make sure that everything is done properly. All these people every day are calling her office. They're bringing this information to her office. And, you know, people are upset with the clerk. I, I was just, in my mind, I was going through this scenario to try to figure out, okay, the things you're telling me, how could this possibly be? Because we have this, you know, precaution or this 
gold standard process. And so I'm running all this through my head and they're telling me different things and I'm processing it and I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to disprove it, but not trying to be foolish about it. Just trying, just understanding what they're saying based on what I know. In Colorado as a whole, we had 5,500 dead people cast ballots. We had 25,000 people who don't even live in this state cast ballots in our election in 2020. I realized that there were a lot of questions that they had and a lot of answers that I didn't have, and that's what started it. At a certain point, um, she finally said, you know, I think we need to figure out what's going on here. I said, we need to find out. I need to be able to answer these people's questions. But one thing we didn't consider was the machines. The topic of computerized voting can be complex, but not to worry. My name is Hal. My pronouns are it and that. I'll be your automated guide today explaining certain topics and information. Please sit back, relax, and leave the explaining to me. First off, a little trip back in time. Americans have a heritage of the vote no other nation on earth can match. Because in the modern world, we were the first to build a working system of government on the foundation of the vote. In the very first U.S. election, machines were not allowed to vote. They used paper ballots instead. It wasn't until 1892 that machines were able to cast their first ballot when the first machine was used in New York. Sadly, machine voting didn't become popular until the 1910s and 1920s. Busy people often, by habit, make check marks on the ballot in states where X's are required. They might as well have stayed home. Commissioner Miller told me about the ease and speed and economy of voting with machines over paper ballots. He records and counts his own vote by returning the operating handle to the left. He does not hand any papers to any human beings. Despite this leap into the future, for some strange reason, people still wanted to vote on paper. So my friend Chad came up with a plan to use both. Slick 1980s technology ought to mean a very high rate of reliability. Listen to computer whiz Howard J. Strauss of Princeton. If somebody set out to alter the outcome of an election, it's not only possible, but it's rather easy. The system has virtually no protection. It's not a house with uh, doors without locks. It's a house without doors. Could you put the fix in in a national election? Realistically, could it be done? Yeah, get, get, get me employed by the uh, company that uh, writes this program. In that, in that case, you only, only need to bribe one person. One person writing the software. You'd have access to a third of the votes in the country. Is that enough to throw the election? In 1988, Ronnie Duggar reported in The New Yorker. Willis Ware, a Rand Corporation computer specialist, warned, there is probably a Chernobyl or a Three Mile Island waiting to happen in some election. Computers can be ordered to transfer votes from one candidate to another, to add votes to a candidate's total, and determine an outcome in accordance with a specified percentage spread. All the computer experts I have spoken with agreed, no computer program can be made completely secure against fraud, and regard the theft of the presidency by computer as entirely possible. Paper, not machines, were obviously the problem. So we threw Chad under the bus. Most people thought Chad was the name of a person. 
not the name of a clingy rectangle that refuses to let go of a punch card ballot. Soon those punch card ballot machines will sit forever silent because in two years, federal funding will push this out of the ballot box. Because of the problem paper caused, the Help America Vote Act was signed into law providing shiny modern computers to voters across the country. Improve accessibility and technology of voting places, $3 billion. Many U.S. states decided to abandon paper systems and instead use touchscreen computer voting machines. Finally, the digital age of voting where nothing could go wrong. Oh, sorry. Election workers are scrambling all over the country trying to deal with an avalanche of last-minute problems with e-voting machines with this information just pouring in. It's difficult to understand how the electorate can feel any sense of confidence in our upcoming election. I would just like to know what you can say to reassure us that this election will not be rigged or stolen. Well... Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. With, with, with all this, John, it, it seems clear that we are replacing a relatively simple system. You check a box or hit a lever with a new very complicated one that hasn't been tested, leaves no physical record even to, to check afterwards. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Why? Why are we doing this? These voting machines are shiny. They go beep and boop. <laughs> Things must have changed by now, right? There's this new idea, and maybe it'll help. Surely electronic voting is, is just around the corner. No. No, it's, it's really not. Here is why electronic voting is still a bad idea. Well, it enables wholesale fraud, interference at scale. It's literally like the difference between going from pickpocketing individual wallets to being able to engage in credit card fraud. I started off as a launch officer for intercontinental ballistic missiles. I went from there to a deployable space surveillance unit to U.S. Space Command offensive space control, planning and then directing the operational testing of weapon systems, exercise planning for space forces to command the 6th Space Warning Squadron to the RAND Corporation, and then from there to the Pentagon, my last active duty assignment. My job was to oversee operational testing for space forces within the Department of Defense. I was prepared by the U.S. government to do this kind of work. Too many voters have cast votes on machines that jam or malfunction. These and other serious allegations of fraud undermine the perceived legitimacy of this election. As we look at our election system, I think it's fair to say that there are many legitimate questions about its accuracy, about its integrity. We brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. I wasn't doing anything before 3rd November 2020, and then, you know, I saw something that raised my curiosity. I went to read everything I could find about the voting systems, the manufacturers, the people who test them, the regime for testing, the statutes. I used to direct this kind of attention towards adversaries and what they were trying to do to the U.S. forces and systems. We have all these electronic computerized voting systems where you can't see how they do addition and where the systems that are in use are phenomenally complex. 
These are modern computer systems being used in a lot of places. And a lot of the older systems, which were vulnerable, which were hacked, we saw at the hacker villages, the voting village at DEF CON, the hacker conferences in Las Vegas, they had demonstrated the vulnerability of a lot of the older voting systems. We were there specifically to attend something called the Voting Village, which is something that's gone on for three years. And in this, its third year, they had assembled some of the most common voting machines in the country. Every voting machine in this room is in use in next elections. We are actually asking your help because we don't know much about those devices. They are bought from eBay and they do have the previous election in. What was so interesting was I assumed coming into it that the big manufacturers, companies like ES&S and Dominion, had provided these machines to the hackers to, you know, field test them. But no, it turns out there's an extremely hostile relationship there and that ES&S and Dominion and other companies have basically said, we don't want to participate and, and really have, have been quite aggressive in, in saying we don't want to be part of this. Uh, have any of you reached out to DEF CON to participate? We have not uh, provided our equipment to them for testing. Okay. If it's not DEF CON, we're committed to that. We have actually submitted our systems through the DHS's uh, penetration testing process. But not DEF CON? Not DEF CON. When you, you write code and it's, and it's actually text, you can kind of read it. And then that gets what's called compiled into, again, ones and zeros. You can't read any of it. There is a possibility that you can reverse that process to a degree. Welcome back to the Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host. <laughs> you don't have to tie off the camera if you don't want to. Guys, today's episode is extra special. We are live in downtown. I'm looking at the microphone again. I always do this. Okay, look at that. Yeah, that's the spot right there. We are live from historic Leesburg, Virginia. We've got Michael Rivera, the man, the myth, the legend, the hugger, uh, who's running for school board. And today's episode... It's extra special because it's brought to you by Brick and Mortar. Check out their stores. There's one in Fredericksburg. There's one in Richmond. There's one in Leesburg. There's one somewhere else that I forget where. I don't think it's one of Frederick. Frederick. Frederick, Maryland. What did I say? Fredericksburg. If you go to Fredericksburg, you'll probably stumble into some history. We can't even edit it out. Yeah. We can't edit it out. It's always live. I don't edit. Michael, thanks for coming on. Hello. Yeah, yeah. So we are Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three days to November 8th. Uh, I told my wife that I was leaving. Uh, I got to go campaigning. She says, hang in there. You only have three more days left. So this is me. Uh, come out and vote for school board. Make sure you vote for everybody. Uh, educate yourself. You still have time to take a look at my campaign website, which is uh, RiveraForSchools.com. I have an email address on there. If you want to email me and talk to me, that's great. I'm all, I'll make myself available. And uh, this is pretty important. So um, I encourage everybody to come out. What district are you running in? I'm running. Oh, yeah. Somebody just asked me. Uh, and since it's live, we actually get audience participation. I'm in the Leesburg district. Uh, there are two seats up uh, this 
November 8th, the Leesburg District and the Broad Run District, and they're both special elections. Next year is going to be really important because all of the school board seats will be up for election, along with the sheriff, the Commonwealth attorney, uh, and a whole host of, oh, the Board of Supervisors, and a whole host of other folks. So this is important. Next year is going to be more important. And then you know what happens in 24. Uh, so um, on November 8th. Uh, so I got you here. I got to ask, what do you think is going to happen on November 8th? How do you think we're going to fare? So I'm feeling pretty good about it, actually. Um, I remember when Youngkin was voted into office. I call it the Youngkin effect. A lot of folks that had not voted traditionally got off the couch and realized that it was important. And despite what the mainstream media says, education is important. And it is, uh, as Jean-Pierre would say, top of mind to all of us in terms of what's going on. And so this thing about parents' rights, this thing about education, this thing about academic instruction, we are all thinking about it. We are parents. I am not a uh, white Christian nationalist fringe movement. What? I am. Yeah, I know. I know. And neither is neither is Joe, as you can tell. But uh, that's the way the media wants to portray us. We are a very large group of parents that care about our children, and um, I think I'm feeling pretty good about me too. My my upset is, and I tell people I think we're going to crush it in the House. I think there's going to be an upset in the Senate. I think it's going to be 50-50, and the, the calculus isn't going to change too much. That's just my Joe Mobley prediction. Not a pundit, not a pollster. Um, I think the rosiest I've heard is plus 38 in the House, plus three in the Senate. So yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched. I haven't watched the actual numbers too much, but. Um, Looking at some of the campaigning from the Democratic candidates, it's, uh, it's there's a lot of desperation going on. There's the old, uh, the Republicans are going to take away your Social Security, your Medicare. Um, they're going to bring crime to your cities. Um, I don't really know how much more crime anyone can bring, but it's already there. Uh, inflation is a dog whistle. I heard that one the other day. Uh, and it just goes on and on, so... I think, so, I, think, I think we're going to do good. Michael won't say this about himself, but I can say for him because I'm here. Uh, so this guy really does this thing. Number one, Jason Miarez, uh, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, Governor uh, Glenn Youngkin. Huge thanks to the parents of Loudoun County because um, we were the shot heard around the world. It was angry moms. It was mad dads. We were here since the beginning. And now the media's gone away and the Fox News and the Newsmax and all of the attention from the past is gone. We're still here. Yep. We're still here. We're still doing it. I've got four kids. You've got two. I got two. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, but he's still here, and now he, this is a busy man. So that's important to know when you look at the candidates for Leesburg. I've been going to school board meetings for close to two years now. I've been vocal for two years now. I've been speaking out for kids. I've been speaking out for parents. My opponents show up, showed up when the election started, hung out in the audience, talked to their constituents, did not talk to the school board, did not talk to the cameras, and we're not advocating for kids and parents. So, as a differentiator, I've been in the trenches. Everybody else just sort of showed up and said, hey, I want to run for office. Years now. Uh, at least two. Yeah. I'm the other, other people have fatigue from six weeks. 
this guy's been out here for 24 months. Yeah, and and so I told somebody the other day, I said, regardless of what happens, I'm still going to be here. I may take a hiatus for a month because I need a vacation from all of this, uh, but I will continue to advocate to remove graphic, sexually explicit material from the schools, uh, not teach our children to be racist, and to focus on academic instruction. And everybody think that's ra- thinks that's radical, but I went to public school. Joe, did you go to public school? And I never knew what my teacher did on the weekends. I didn't know if my teacher was married, single, divorced, widowed, whatever. I didn't know whatever. my teacher's first name. So my teacher, the one I remember is Miss Manichinsky. She was, she was interesting and she smelled funny. But that's how teachers. That's, that's how teachers were when we went to school. And um, more importantly, yeah, she did. Uh, I could still. I I can't unsmell that. Uh, and that was in the sixth grade, I think. Uh, the thing we need to understand is that um, we can't give up because. If we give up on the future generation of the country, even if we pull our kids out and put them in private school or homeschool or school them or do something else, 90% of the children in the United States attend public school. So even though you may have a very bright, well-educated child, they're going to be governed by the 90% that went to public school. And the fact of the matter is that it's called public school for a reason. Our tax dollars fund it. So I tell people in Loudoun County, even if you don't have kids in the public school, you need to be voting. You need to know who your school board members are. And I tell people from other districts, they say, I can't vote for you. I'm not interested. Well, I would be one of nine votes to spend your money. So it behooves you to know all of your school board members the same way you know all of your board of supervisors because they're responsible for the budgets. And we're talking about $1.6 billion. So what I love about this guy is he reminds me of, you know, we're here to secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. That's what we're here for. The founder said that they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. I don't have a fortune. We don't have fortunes. Yeah, I don't have a fortune. Uh, but this guy is definitely pouring it on, pouring his life out for you all, for your kids, not just be easy, just my kids are homeschooled and I still go to these things. It's easy to pull your kids out, uh, but we can't sacrifice the culture. So if you are in Leesburg, if you're in, I think it's loud in 10, it's so confusing here. We're 10, I think we're 10, 12, 10. Regression? Yeah, if you're if you're in Leesburg, Virginia, but yeah. for my poor school board. Yeah, that will be that will be me. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm in 10, 12, 10. Anyway, also vote for Hunk Out. If you live in the city, vote for Suzanne Fox for mayor. Oh gosh, please vote for Anyway, oh, I should have called Suzanne. She might be around. She might be on the block, so I'll, I'll grab her. Right. Well, these guys are antsy to get on. Okay. All right. So, uh, are you going to hang around? Uh, yep, I'll talk to you later. All right, gents, are you getting a beer? Yeah, here I got you. Come on in. Introduce yourself. Yeah. Knock things 
I'm Dennis from Emigrant Corner. Happy to be here. Uh, happy to support Joe. Uh, we'll be talking about today, Joe. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about recipes, cooking and recipes today. So, we, there's a cookbook out here. Should we stay on by talking about suburban women or cockroaches? Yeah, we can hit there. Yeah, suburban women or cockroaches. Well, one, so they're probably wondering if you guys used to be, you know, second or third chair, what have you guys been up to since you moved out of your basement? Um, well, for, for me, I don't have a, a big interest in story, but I am working with some uh, old buddies, put together my own, another different podcast. It's competing, we might pull viewers from it, but that's okay. Um, other than that, it's helping you out. I basically do cybersecurity for the feds, and that's all I'll say in that respect. I'm still doing my immigrant corner show. Uh, off and on, you know, once or twice a week, only because it's uh, holiday season and my hobby is going to take over my time a lot more. But uh, the, the fight continues, my friends. The fight continues. We're, we're not going to sit still. We have a loud mouth, especially me. I'm going to continue to be loud and funny. Try to be funny. <laughs> Sometimes I strike the wrong chord. But so I saw you piping up over there. What are, what have you been hearing? Because my when I say when I say I think Senate the Senate race is gonna be an upset. I think it's gonna be a deadlock, but in all of my little dinner parties, it's been an uproar. I think we're gonna take 25, 30 seats in the house and probably deadlock. Yeah, no, I think in the Senate. I think if you go back a few weeks, it was looking more like it was going to be possibly even or so. We weren't going to conquer too much there. But I think more recently, polls are showing gains happening as we get closer. Now, Thank you, Joe Biden. I think a lot of the polls do distort. They don't give you a true picture of what's happening. But as we get closer to an election, they have to get more accurate. Otherwise, it looks stupid. So, and, and, and just the fact that they're off a little bit means you can you can maybe add a center to. So I think we're going to do well in the season. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think, I think we might get the center. I think we might have to lean the other one. I hope only because right. only you're leading the other one. I'm leaning that we're going to have the house and the center. I don't think it's going to be in the I don't think it's going to be that much of a setup. Because That's what I'm saying. The, the pollsters are always wrong. Even, even, you know, even margin of error has proven them wrong for the, since 2016. So at this point, the, the pollsters, they're, they're not correct. They're not, they're not putting out the correct numbers because you're only calling a handful of people. You know, you can't go based on a thousand people and say, oh, the entire nation is going to be, you know, voting this way or that. You know, well, keep in mind, so they're, they're pulling models that they use. I understand. And, and if they go back, no, I mean, I'm agreeing with you. If you go back a few elections, 
they had a fully model they thought worked, and then they wouldn't change in 2016. They wouldn't change because it was going to make Trump look good, and they kept that and in 2020. They kept it there long again, and I think they're still hanging on. But there, there is election creep, just like you said, where it's wild and crazy, and then we get closer to the election, and they start to come back to reality a little bit. The same thing happened in 2016. It was like the, yeah. it was like 48 hours out is when they started to tighten the polls. That, uh, that might have a small effect, but I don't think it's going to be that impactful. To be honest. If they're going to correct that margin of error, the the deal it's only going to swing in our way. They, they yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's not not in California, but it's a form of <laughs> uh, psychological manipulation. Crime is getting worse as we go, and people see that. You know, there's no denying that. We've got economic problems that are happening. We've got the war happening. There's all sorts of things. Don't forget the, the name Democrats, calling. The the name what are you calling? talking about? I'm on to CNN. There's no war. There's no place. And there's no. What are you saying? No Democrats. One of the, the main things the Democrats are telling you is that the Republicans are trying to take away democracy. How are they taking? Yeah. The, how are we trying to? How, how's the right trying to take democracy? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not even in the top five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten issues that people talk about in polls. There has to be a democracy to be taken away. We are a republic. We're not a democracy. People keep keep forgetting that. So. We, we are not a democracy. We are a republic. So for whoever that says this is a democracy, no. This is a republic. We have rights as individuals. We vote. And the constitutional republic. So this is the catchphrase they use because they want to lure people in on an emotional level, right? So when you do propaganda, you have to bring emotion into it. You have to get people scared. And even in terms of a a, a, uh, constitutional republic, we're not trying to take that away either. A constitutional republic is still a sort of a form of democracy because you're electing the people and they're trying to say, we're trying to take over that process and not let it. So they're wrong there. They're wrong on all of these sort of democratic... But they play with feelings. This is this is what it is. Yeah, they play with emotions. It's head games, right? So if I come and you know just talk to you and make you feel just like crap, you're gonna either feel sorry or you're gonna come towards me and try to comfort me, right? So this is what they do. The game has always been manipulation of your feelings, right? It's a feelings game. The war with Ukraine was feeling based, 100% feeling based. Had nothing to do with Russia. Had nothing to do. It was all. This is all by design. Trust me. I know, I know how it is. I lived in Iran. I know the propaganda machine. I know, you know, they're well oiled. And these, they, and these are, these people are well oiled. Obama comes in. Biden comes in. Oprah Winfield just came in. You know, you know uh, 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 what's his name? Fetterman? Fetterman? Whatever you want to call Fetterman. <laughs> well, who is sinking in the falls himself? You know, man. All right, guys. So we're 40 minutes in. I'm going to rotate out. You guys can split like. Tell him Donager in. So, yeah. you guys want to interview him? What do you guys want to interview Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Running okay. for. Tell him what you're running for. Okay. I'm going to grab this. All right, go on. You know what? Get in there. Here. Where do you want me to take it? You can stand yeah, there. I can stay right here. Yeah, any day, any minute during the broadcast, yeah. you can go down here. But this is. Uh, else I got one. You know, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank hey, you. can you hold that up? Just the sign. I'll, I'll make a, a graphic out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Fred Collin is here. You know, we have some tough questions for him. We're gonna find out. 
<laughs> You're asking. Ask so, how, how about what got you into the race? Like, what got you into it? What was the what was the uh, number for you? Number one is the uh, town vaccine mandate. Uh-huh. You're familiar with the, the vaccine mandate that the town council issued? Yes. Um, so they fired, uh, well, they didn't fire, but they forced a lot of people to resign, town employees and also police officers. Yeah. Um, number one, we were already short-staffed on police when this happened, right? So now we've cut our police force even lower because of ideology. The same guys who were working all through the pandemic, perfectly fine. And, and you know, obviously we know now that the, and a lot of us knew then, was the conspiracy theorists. Um, we knew back then. Yes, that the vaccine did not do anything to stop transmission. So it was 100% ideological, um, and, and it had a huge detriment on public safety. So now you have, you know, police officers all over town already have lots of you know, traffic obligations and things like that. And now they've cut them down even further, and they have an incident on this side of town or somebody on this side of town where they, you know, you might not get a response. So I'm going to kind of go back on what I was saying, you know, before you walked in about fear. Yeah. So did they intimidate you guys that you're going to lose your job if you don't get the job? You're going to die if you don't get the job. And you're going to get everybody else killed if you don't get the job. Is that, is that the message you, you guys get? Yeah, I mean, not me personally. I mean, I don't work for the town. No, no, no I understand. But, like, but that, that's, that's the feeling you got, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that was the message. Anyway, any, any place that somebody worked, they were pushing the fact that you're going to Tell someone you're gonna die, yeah, and you're gonna spread. Yeah. So these are the three things that were said. You're gonna kill all the old people, and you're gonna kill all the people. And none of it came true. No. Well, not only did it not come true, but if you look at what was it, the Atlantic, I think, article was it Atlantic, who, who did this big article that's been in the news. They said we, we would like some amnesty, you know. Yeah. So we we're wrong about the vaccines. We we're wrong about the masks. We shouldn't have closed the school. But let's just all forget about it because this is an honest mistake. Anybody could have done that, you know. Don't don't hold us accountable for that. It just kind of, it's like we told you this was going to happen. All of these things, you know. So now they want us to forget about it. So so what's your plan now? Like, you know, once you get elected, what are you going to do? What what is it? What's on your agenda? Like, what so number one is I want to reinstate all the people, or at least offer their jobs back. A lot of those police officers were thankfully hired by the by the sheriff's office. So a lot of them probably over there, not probably going to stay. I want to stay. I want to offer. I want to make it right and offer their jobs back with back pay. And New York, exactly. Yeah, New, York, New York set the legal precedent. But and, and you might ask, like, well, isn't that going to be expensive? Well, it's going to be a lot more expensive when they sue and get back paid two years from now, right? Sure, so, sure. But, and, and it's morally the right thing to do. Of course. No, I get you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the whole premise of this was on how to control a large crowd. And they succeeded. They did. They absolutely succeeded. And we let them. We let them. We failed. And we, you know, we did, yeah. and we're still failing. 
because what's happening is until now, you know, you, you see people getting, you know, their booster shots or whatever. Hey, I don't care. You get your 15 shots for all that matter. It doesn't do anything to me. If it's for you, I'm happy for you. If that one makes you feel good, I'm happy for you. I'm not here to judge you because you took 30 shots. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. Now, your place is not his place. It's not anybody's place. I don't want to take anything. It's my choice, right? It's like pressure can pressure someone to drink alcohol. Exactly. Pure pressure, right? If you're not, if you don't have hands, you can't be in the club. Yeah. Right? If you don't drink, you can't be in the club. That's exactly but what there has doing. been some disinformation in that too. So, exactly. so with the shots, with the vaccines, there's been health problems that people have had, right? Yeah. And they they wouldn't let people talk about that. You know, now we're finally able to talk about it a bit, but that was kind of hidden in the rest. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's backwards, that thing of always accusing somebody else of what you're doing. And they're masters at yeah. that, right? Exactly. But again, it goes back to how do we propagate, uh, how do we just propagate it against one another, right? Propaganda works in many different ways, right? It's mostly psychological. It's mostly based on, you know, spreading fear. Once you have fear in people's hearts, you can control them with anything, right? Stalin did that, Hitler did that, uh, the Soviet Union did that all, does that all the time. Still doing it right, right now. In Iran, what's happening in Iran? All these protests, it's because of fears. This is why the regime is still in control. This is why people are still obeying the whatever regime we have in place now in here in the United States. We still have that fear in them that if I don't take my six shot, I'm going to die. This is the fear they've got. It's no longer the fact that, oh, yeah, maybe this shit didn't work. It didn't work. Well, maybe it didn't work. You know, like you just give it up or, you know, do whatever you want to do with it. But don't, don't come and look at me or this person or that person and tell me, hey, you're not cool and you can't be a robber. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are some other issues with the campaign that you're, you're working towards doing? So, so one thing, I know it's boring, but uh, taxes. No, I'm um, saying. Yeah, you know, we hear about that. These burgers. You know, Leesburg has the highest debt per capita of any town in the country. Oh, I did not know that. We do. And we're on the trajectory to keep increasing that. That, that even though we're taking 20% more in capital gains over like in capital uh, or general property tax over the last three years, wow. right? Where's the money we're going? going deeper and deeper into debt because we're funding projects we can't afford. We're just funding more and more projects instead of saying, you know, hey, maybe we need to push this to an out here. Maybe we need to we're just funding everything. They throw money at everything. Have you obtained the list of those projects that happened? Not yet. That's one of the things I want to do when I get in office is I want to assess the criticality of every single project that we're going to say, you know, this absolutely has to get done because, you know, it's going to cause a catastrophic problem if it doesn't. Yeah. Is there a certain amount of... You know, these things can get pushed out further. Did they obscure the numbers of projects to some extent where you get part of the public to see what's happening? It's very difficult to see exactly what's going where and to, you know, get all, all down into the weeds of all the different I mean, you would think there would be a website that would list everything and... There's well, supposed to be. I mean, this is public. It's public information, right? Yeah, it, it is, but it's it's hard to dissect. Even going through the budget, I mean, it took a lot of time sure. on the budget to dissect a lot of these these facts just out of the budget because it's so obscure and it's so full of like fluffy, nice words. Yeah, and, like I mean, this is what we're, we're going to see next Tuesday yeah. is on the ballot. We're going to see. Oh, can you vote for this project? We're going to borrow this much money. Yeah, no, say no. To, 
whatever, you know, the school improvements or the road improvements or whatever. We just get taken out there. When I'm not sure, I just say no, no. I mean, I want the road improvements, but I'm going to say no because they're funding my debt, and I know it. Yeah, I mean, I want I want various improvements too, but sometimes I feel like you guys are taking a bunch of our money already. Exactly. Why, why don't you better manage that money instead of asking for more money? Exactly. That's exactly right. It's like uh, in my house, they got if I wanted to do a renovation on my bathroom and then my roof is leaking. I'm going to fix my roof and then maybe I'll do the renovation on the bathroom next year, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the same approach you need to take all the time. And in tough economic times when people are hurting, it's not always a time to spend a bunch of money. Yeah. You know, and I know you live within the Leesburg district. How many times are we I'm right across. I'm, I'm in Ashburn, so I've escaped. Yeah, I've escaped some of those being in, in Ashburn. Yeah, we see what happens. Yeah, we, we pay Leesburg tax and Loudoun tax. So I pay two taxes. Um, but the loud, uh, but the Leesburg tax is more of it's more of an association payment. It's only like a thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but they're 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 we're taking a lot in debt, right? And if you look at our debt, like if you look debt services to general expenditures ratio, which debt services is basically the money you're paying on interest for all your debt. Yeah, that's going up from four million to ten million, just not on interest, not on the debt, just interest in, in three years, because our our ratio is fifteen percent, whereas non county is ten percent. So we need to drop that down. Yeah, I think a lot of times we're, we're rooting for you, man. Like we really, yeah. we need some somebody small like you to actually look at these numbers and like challenge the people who are trying to like, push for more debt. Uh, well, the other item I think you find too is administrative costs go up and up. You know, the people running things are maybe spending money on administration, getting fancier places and more helpers, and and that that becomes a bigger part of the budget too. I don't know about Leesburg, but I would guess because I see this in Melbourne Joe. Right. Yeah, manage your money better. Yeah, uh, we need to cut the salary on uh, the, the superintendents. That guy gets three hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't do anything shot. about that, but I, I don't want to see him get cut. But I think we just need to cut the superintendent, period. Yeah, I, I'm down with that, too. Just cut, cut his position and give his salary to somebody. Well, yeah. split the salary off. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming out, man. We yeah, definitely enjoyed uh, talking to you. Thanks. We're rooting for you, man. We really want somebody like you to be in this office and actually, you know, dig in and be transparent. Like, you know, show the people, like, what's happening. Be, I don't know, would they allow you to be vocal about these things? I will be vocal. I don't, okay. I don't usually ask for permission. But... All right, good. You're like me. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of tough to the voters, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why they're elected. Yeah, man, that's yeah. good. If, if he's too transparent they don't like it, they can I, vote him out, but I don't yeah, think that'll I'm, happen. I'm, I'm yeah. vocal, man. Like, you know, like, I like something that actually speaks so, out of the sense of their mind. And I think this is what we need now. This is the change that we have to push for and put put in place because there's been no transparency for the past five years since I've been in the No, absolutely. It's, it's so it's so hard to see what's really going on. It's absolutely like that's the, the way they like it. I mean, you know, that's what we see with the schools. It's another side of mind. We can't tell what's happening in the schools. We're the parents. They don't want us to know what they're doing. I know. It's like out of sight, out of mind. It doesn't, I don't think it should work that way. But I mean, as we said, people are used to it. People are not really, they don't really care. They're like, as long as I pay my bills and they leave me alone, I'm happy. Because, you know, they don't have anything at stake at this point. You know, they're just living in their homes, they go to work companies, they have to go to work companies. But, hey man, yeah, we're rooting for you. Thank you. you know, Thank you guys. We, we wish 
You got my vote, so <laughs> you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Donniger, Leesburg Town Council. Uh, it's Donniger for Leesburg at donnegerforleesburg.com. Please check, please donate, please support. You, you be part of the wave that's coming, right? Yeah, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> it's coming. It's a, it's a solid majority. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, so this is what I want to talk about. We're going to have a diesel show. We're still live. I know. Okay. I know. Hear your voice. Keep the voice. Oh, sorry. There you, you know. Yeah, I actually had the whole turn of music out because there was uh, too much background noise. Oh, diesel what? We're having a diesel shortage. Did you hear about that? No, I haven't heard about that. Um... Gee, you know, I think a lot of our food gets delivered by diesel trucks and diesel power. So much of what happens, it's well, it's not just food, it's fuel, it's uh, products, items, it's not just groceries, it's going to be everything, everything's going to be impacted, even. Gasoline is going to be impacted because if you have no diesel, you can't do these trucks, these tanker trucks cannot bring the gasoline. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, everything. So, what do we do? Bicycles, everything in the store. I mean, you know, th this is the thing. I mean, you keep hearing that just around the corner, it's about to start getting better. And then it keeps getting worse and worse. So you want to throw into that two things like, look what's happening in China. China's hurting. Mm -hmm. Things are getting worse there. That's going to have a global effect. Absolutely. You got the diesel. You got China. We got a guy. We got some audience member over here that might want to chime in. <laughs> you want to chime in? Man? We're, we're talking about diesel shortage. Ah. <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> "What are you talking about shortage?" Again, CNN says there's no such thing. Everything's rosy. Everything's getting better, right? Here's the, so I don't know if you guys have been keeping up, but my prediction with the shortage, everyone's talking about, oh, how could a World War III kick off or a really big conflict? And my view, this food shortage nonsense. And okay, I don't want to get too much into conspiracies, but when I'm seeing at the grocery store, I buy my produce from two farms. I go to buy myself on another farm, but I'm hearing from farmers even is not good. Even subsistence farmers, which they 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 just try to subsist to feed their animals enough to produce for their own household and to maintain themselves. Um, not enough feed, not enough this, not enough that. Yeah. Diesel is important in supply chain and you know trucks, automotive, whatever. But it's also uh, agricultural equipment. And, and don't forget fertilizer. We got a big problem with fertilizer. I mean, everything. It's like the perfect storm. And here these analysts on TV saying, well, we think it's going to get better. We had a spot. The stock market jumped up. Maybe it's okay. It's, it's not okay. It's getting it's worse. Yeah. Next month is worse. So get you your know, greenhouses in order. You know, <laughs> make sure you have enough dirt and fertilizer. Gas, for your gold, guns, guns. <laughs> you know, greenhouse, I mean, you know, growing your own tomatoes, your lettuce. Yeah. You know, go vegan yeah. and grow. Gas, gold, <laughs> guns, and grow. You yeah. heard they, they've already said in Europe they're going to have to cut off the power for possibly a few hours a day in, in certain oh, yeah. countries during the winter. Well, so yeah. as they hurt and as China hurts more. China's, China's not going to. China's not going to go. China's, China's okay. China's not going to be hurting at this point. 
We're going to be hurting. You're, you're, well, the Chinese economy will affect the globe, though. We're like the conservative view of the Chinese people. No, no I mean, they're locking their citizens down. They have all kinds of problems of their own. They, have, they, they are a big market. China, <laughs> I'm not worried. It's China not that I'm worried about propaganda masters. When you get to the Homeland Security at all, China is always a balancing act to project the power. It's just like that movie when the two actors, they went over to North Korea. They were supposed to assassinate uh, Kim Jong-un. It was um, two comedians. And he liked their Instagram reel or whatever, so the CIA wanted to send them. It's just like that. It's just, it's just a fat kid in a grocery store with pictures of food. It's, it's not real. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, what you're saying is they're trying to project strength. Yeah. Except that their economy is indeed the real numbers are coming down for them. Yeah, it's a house so of cards. There, that, that's the thing. Uh, a big, big nations get into problems. Foundation has got great writings on this. Yeah, area. yeah, it affects the whole world. No, 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 I understand it affects the whole world, but by the time it gets here, it's already too late for us. That's the well, as Americans are stupid, I'm sorry, <laughs> but we are. We've proven yeah, this. It's, Don't it's, worry, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> Yeah. So, so when your grocery store doesn't have any lettuce, when you when ground beef turns out to be about seven dollars a pound, then you realize what a mess you made for yourself. So, it comes down to that. That that's the issue. That's the issue, right? So and the other thing I'm gonna is, stop, I'm gonna stop music, breeding rabbits. Music always stops. Yeah. It, it's a uh, it's a game of uh, what's that game called? Musical uh, chairs. Yeah, it's a game of musical chairs. There's 10 people, nine chairs, and the music always stops. And when the music stops, don't be caught with your pants down. Amazing metaphors here. So, so, you know, the fossil fuel aspect of this whole thing, right? We got got diesel shortage coming up. Uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran are about to start a conflict one way or another. You know, the claiming one's going to start something with Saudi Arabia, right? Now, OPEC already gave the finger to Biden. So we're, we're good there. You know, we're good there. The gas prices are going to start going back up. By the way, if you live in California, gas prices are about six bucks, six and a half dollars right now per gallon for regular gas, not even premium. That's in California. Here, it's been stable between three and a half to almost four dollars. But within a month of time, within a month of time or so, you're going to see adjustments in those, in those prices. And they're keeping it, they're trying to keep it down. As the reports came out, because the Biden aid had a deal with the Saudis for more oil production until after the election. Yeah, so well, that let's was not the, forget, throw on top of that, that Biden is releasing our emergency reserves. Not to us. Which is supposed to be. Not to us, it's being sold to China. Yeah, but, but this is why he, is, he is still, that is helping to buffer that price just a bit. Yeah, but Once the election not, is over, that's what I'm saying, though, then there's nothing to hold back, and they start starts going up. Right. So... I mean, it's a play in demand. When you release more into the world, you, you're bringing the price or you're slowing the increase. Yes. So, but, but, but yeah. The economics are really esoteric for me. I'm having trouble keeping up. 
Yeah, slow down. We're already using the internet. We're tapping out my blind skills. Here's how the laugh. Here's the laughter curve. Now, now let me do the way this equation works on laughter. No, we're not going to get into that. Just believe me. People already know fuel costs are going up. Food costs are going up. Uh, I mean, everything. But Joe Biden says it's not a sign of inflation. It's a sign of a growing and healthy economy. I didn't get an 8% raise, but I damn sure pay 8% more for bread, milk, chicken. Well, you heard what they said about They came out with the inflation numbers, and they said gas, energy, uh, produce, those don't count in the calculation for inflation. Oh, I'm sorry. What counts? Gucci bag? Is that what the inflation is affected on, on yeah. you know, designer who bags does. and like designer pants? Who, who even cares what the number is that the government puts out? People know what is happening. They know they're paying more. People are going into their savings to try to pay their bills. You know, Charlie, so you know, no you, they don't. They, they really don't. There's a lot know. of stupid people out there. There are some. To be honest with you, there, there are some. I, I can't even call but there's stupid. a reason no, there's no, no, going to no. be a red wave. That's know, because man. enough people do know. I can't even call them stupid. I can't even call them stupid. You I'm going to call them deniers. Oh, some of the population. I'm going to call them deniers. They're more concerned with an agenda in their own narrative. Reality deniers. Let's call them that. Let's call them reality deniers. We've got to get this nice lady a drink. Yeah, let's get into cheers. I'm going to do let's it. Let's do that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's call them deniers. Denier. Denier. The, Part the of the population. Now, so here's the interesting thing, though. When you look at polls, and they call the, the Democrats, the Republicans, and the independents, the independents are really important in there. And a lot of them do see what's happening. Yes. They see on the school issues, the prices, the crimes. So they're not, they're not dumb. No, no. Once it hits, once it hits home, you know it's either too late or it's they gotta wait, right? So they had two years to come up with a good strategy to steer or keep those people in their place and not have them change their minds, right? So the portrayal of the public the portrayal of growth, the portrayal of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, happiness. And, and you can only fool people for so long, though, because uh, that is what we have an election coming up. You know what's about to happen. Even look, look at a place like New York, where they've been voting the wrong way. Now, all of a sudden, the Republicans, even in the state of New York, are looking better. So, yes. folks folks that haven't paid attention are waking up, and they know what's going and, on. And you know what? I'm happy about this. Yeah. I'm absolutely happy about this. And by all means, vote the way you want to vote. Don't take my word. Don't take Charlie's word. Look at what's happening. Look at your own wallet. Look how much yeah. more your cost of living has gone. And they're, right? they're starting to That's them. all you have to do because cost of living is hitting your pocket. It's not hitting my pocket. It's not hitting his pocket because the way you think you are. But everyone's struggling. When peanut oil during uh, Thanksgiving time used to be $29.99 in Costco, right now it's $58.99. From last year to this year. Yeah. 
Triple C now. This is not an eight percent inflation. This is not an eight percent inflation. This is a thirty percent inflation. Oh, you got the end of filibuster going here. Thirty percent. So I'm not saying I will. No, but no, you're making a good point too. That's not an eight percent. I, I think thirty percent. Like when they first said it was six or eight percent, it was like twelve. When they first said, when they first said, well, it was because like they, yeah, they changed the things they were measuring from thirty, yeah. forty years ago. Yeah. So it it, lo- it looks not as bad, but it it's probably the worst, e- even worse than it was in nineteen eighty or, or whenever. They're measuring dog food. They're measuring dog food to see what the price is. I swear. <laughs> well, they 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 came out and told us that they were not including. I think uh, I wasn't Korean Jean Pierre. It was uh, what's wrong? <laughs> Circleback Saki. Yeah. Um, said that they're not including energy. Produce, gas, and like one other thing, and I'm like, what, yeah. what are you including if you're not designer bags? That we yeah, must yeah. designer bags, tires. Yeah. You know, that's what they'll include: tires, designer bag, yes. You know, electronics, laptops. Yeah, I, I think like fuel is is a large part of the budget, so I think that needs to be. You guys want to walk the streets if we can rope someone in? Yeah, that would be kind right. of fun. So we are we're gonna walk the street. We're gonna try and find some some crowd participants to play. Would you rather with us? Tina Peters and Selection Code is gonna be on. We'll be back in just a bit. You know, we might get some. Uh, uh, however, that there are some serious legal issues involved with doing that. So it would be easy for me to hide that code. It's easy to hide that code. Yeah, because it's a big program. Oh, so yes. You've got, oh, yes. Computers don't speak English. Exactly what language do you think I'm speaking? Mr. Curtis, are there programs that can be used to secretly fix elections? Yes. How do you know that to be the case? Because in October of 2000, I wrote a prototype for President Congressman Tom Feeney at the company I worked for in Oviedo, Florida, that did just that. And this is what I produced, basically. It looks like that. Doesn't even matter what you did on the screen besides. You could have voted for the other guy while you were doing this and it will go back and it will change the logs and it will fix the vote so that one side wins 5149. Is this the actual program that you built for them? No. So you don't have the actual software that you wrote No, I just rewrote a duplicate of it because it's it's real simple. It's like 100 lines of code. This is a little garbage program that I wrote for Feeney. You don't see the actual vote count. So you walk up. Who do you want to vote for here? Kerry is winning. A little bit. Okay? (laughs) You come in. You vote for Bush. You vote for Bush. You vote for Bush. Always adds by one. Vote for Kerry. Vote for Kerry. So the people that are going to be validating this machine can stand there all day long and vote for somebody, and it will be right every time. Pretty simple. Okay? But the guy could walk up here, and if he hits the right buttons, he can flip the vote that easy. So the whole vote total has changed. You can have 20 people standing behind his back while he's poking at a screen, and you never saw it. What's the percentage that you worked out to? 51.49. 51.49. Because it's under the, uh, the recall. And would that program that you designed be something that elections officials could detect? They'd never see it. 
And your testimony is under oath? Yes, sir. And the testimony you've given is true? Yes, sir. Thank you. The courts will not let you look at the source code. They say it's proprietary. Well, there are a lot of proprietary things and you just have the lawyers sign an agreement that they're not going to expose it and you're done. But no, you can't even look at it. The touchscreen machines, those are obviously the most controversial. They leave no paper ballot. How do those work? Well, it's quite simple. First, the voter touches the name of his or her preferred candidate in any given race. Heat pressure differentials in the touchscreen unit then transmit a digital representation of the voter's choice here to the computer where things happen. <laughs> And when you say things, what, what, what kind of things? Oh, nobody knows. These, <laughs> these machines are built by private companies which count our votes using secret proprietary software. We don't have a right to know what goes on inside those. All you have is a counting machine. You have a scanner that counts a dot. You shouldn't want it to do anything else. Anything else is a problem. There shouldn't be anything proprietary about that because it's so simple to write that... A beginning computer student could write it. So whatever proprietary thing they're doing there, you have to wonder what they're doing. The purpose, I think, of this commission is to establish some level of trust, voter trust. And so when a voter finds out that we're not counting what the ballot says, but some computer language that no one can read, that's kind of a problem for me. Putting a computer between a voter and his ballot is going to make sure that you don't have an auditable, reliable election. No humans I know can read barcode very well. These are really cool ballots that come out of here. They have one of those little, uh, what do you call them, the square? QR code. Yeah, QR code. Voter registration here in Colorado is um, kind of unique because we are considered the gold standard. I believe the night of the 2020 election, I ran a gold standard election. I sincerely do. And then after, you know, uh, a month or so, people kept coming to me and kept coming to me. You know, there's something not right. And I knew there were things that didn't look right across the country. But I didn't think it happened in our town. I really didn't. I had no reason to think that until April. What happened to us was a municipal election in April of 2021. A city council election was held in Mesa County. And it was, again, this is a 70% red community. We had fantastic candidates who were running for city council. We had one incumbent, you know, just these great men in the community who had stepped up to run. And then we had four other people. One of them was Governor Polis's protégés and his Sorry. governor program that he ran. So clearly he wasn't going to get elected in this community. And then the other three were just known kind of middle of the road, moderate Democrats. And they just, there was nothing exciting about them to compel people to vote for them. And so the election night happened. The conservative candidates had so much traction. People were excited to vote for them. By the showing of people, you knew, okay, this is awesome. People are really with them. The city council election went exactly the opposite. Four of the leftist progressive candidates won. Not even the incumbent maintained his seat. And then finding out that one of the candidates that won knew that he had won and who else had won about 30 minutes before the election results, before I published the election results, 
before I even knew what the election results were, shocked me. 30 minutes before the election was called, they knew they had won. The campaign manager announced that all four had won, to their surprise, by the way, they were surprised that all four had won, and they also knew the margins of their win. That's impossible. No one knows what those results are until we upload them and publish them. Now, the clerk and recorder didn't even know who the winner was for 30 more minutes and hadn't announced it until 7 p.m. I, I just felt sick in my stomach. It was one of those moments when you, when the light bulb goes off and you say, there's something wrong here. It's that gut feeling that something is not right. A trusted build, which is a routine update to voting equipment done in every county annually, is attended by a very limited number of people for security reasons. The Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, came out with something called a trusted build. Trusted build is the process of installing a new certified version onto the voting system of the software and hardware. Just like on your phone, you can install new software in your phone. And if you knew you were going to install a change that might delete all of those vital, important files, you would back them up. So this trusted build kept getting pushed out. But they finally set a date to come into Mesa County on the 25th. I, I'm, I'm very transparent uh, as far as having people in to observe what's going on, educate them in the process. They didn't want any of that. I couldn't get IT to help me. I couldn't get these questions answered that I had. She started asking questions to the clerk's association and they really weren't answering anything. It was just kind of a, that's really cute. It's just a, it's just a software update. It's gonna be just fine. The Secretary of State's office did inform me there will be deletions and that we as clerks were supposed to back up information that we wanted to save. They were gonna delete a QR code program that would have made it impossible for me to do an audit should one have been requested. In the email from the Secretary of State's office, April 30th, 2021, it says, in advance of the upgrade to your voting system, I'm reaching out to provide guidance on how to prepare for our visit. And then it goes on to say, the on-site installation of the trusted build is not the time for members of the public, representatives from the local parties, or county officials other than the clerk and recorder to observe or ask questions about the process or any of the disinformation being pushed out about the election. We've been hearing rumors across America, especially from what was happening in Arizona, that there may be this attempt to wipe the systems clean. I am obligated to maintain everything pertaining to an election for 25 months in the state of Colorado. So she's obligated by federal and state statute to preserve election records when it's a complex computer system. It has to include all user activity, system start, stop, logins, communications, error messages, normal processes, everything. If it happens on there, it should be in a log file and the log file should be preserved. Backing up our system is exactly what the Dominion and Secretary of State requested in their email to me. It says, back up any election projects on your voting system to removable media before our arrival. If the IT department in Mesa County had agreed to do the backup, I would have been more than happy 
and that's as far as it would have gone. But when they denied that request, and I had no one else to turn to, with all the suspicious activities going on, people coming into my office, the uh, April 6th municipal election results, the Secretary of State asking for secrecy, barring anyone from any transparency into this trusted build, I commissioned someone to back up the people's election files. I got there about eight o'clock and they were already there, working fast and furious. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, the person that I had to oversee what they're doing is not here. I felt like I needed to go ahead and record it so that I could play it back later for him to make some sense of what they were doing. So what's us? Well, that's what you're doing now, renaming the users? The... That's a lot just to get rid of a QR code. Gosh, I, you know, I don't understand why so much for a QR code. I'd always been told that these machines cannot be connected to the internet and they have no capability. There's nothing that is connected to the internet. So nobody can get in and hack. The Russians can't hack into the and start casting votes for someone. Yeah, the only thing um, with them is they're connected to each other, the tabulation, adjudication, and the server. But it's all its own little network. It's not connected to any data stream of any kind. This one has wireless. Right. But the devices are are grayed out. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay, so but you'd be able to go in and do that, though, right? Yeah. By by unlocking it and putting the password right. in. Okay. Yeah, so when you come here, we I, I unlock it. They set it up. Gotcha. To supposed to be with all these settings. Right. And I just check them and make sure good. According to eight Colorado Code Regulation 1505-1-20. Point 19, the county must use the voting systems only on a closed network or in a standalone fashion. That means they cannot be connected to the internet nor have the capability of being connected to the internet. Voting systems are, by design, meant to be used as closed systems that are not networked, meaning they, they are not connected to the internet. You're not allowed to connect wirelessly to anything outside the voting system network, but that's how they were ordered by the vendor. That's how they were certified by the Election Assistance Commission's uh, accredited voting system testing labs. But the computer part of these 36 devices had wireless modems in them. Whether they were enabled, whether they were used or not, we don't know because the logs... And some of them had actual multiple, so that's why the another reason yeah. why the number is so large. Based on the information that I was given, I doubted the QR program was the only thing that they removed. So I took a second image so we could compare. Last week, our office became aware that there was a breach in security protocols at the Mesa County Clerk's Office regarding Mesa County's election components. This is my office. I'm an elected official. I can have whoever I want in the office as long as they're accompanied by someone with a uh, security check. There was a gentleman that stepped up, a member of the community, who passed all the necessary requirements, Gerald, whose card was used. So when this all happened, you were just hired for a routine IT job, you know, something that you've probably done a hundred times. Right, and I would say I was never hired, I was vetted to be used as a consultant when needed. Okay, and uh, so you got a badge. Mm -hmm. 
that gave you clearance to perform your duties right. as information technology. When and if a situation occurred where I'd be needed, yeah. But when things got tough, he changed his story. Wood's involvement is important in this because was used to access the computers and Peters introduced a man that she was with as Gerald Wood the day the state came in to do the upgrade. But Wood told the grand jury he was only in the office for a day, turned in his badge at the end of the day and wasn't there when his badge was used in the alleged conduct. He accused me of stealing his identity. <laughs> you know, even with all the witnesses, you know, you never know what you'll do when they come for you. Um, so we believe the uh, quote-unquote employee who was not an employee's name was told to us, Gerald Wood. Uh, he was um, entered into the log by the county clerk's office uh, for the trusted build. Uh, there were only seven people at the trusted build. They got a search warrant, and the county officials and the secretary of state's office were in my elections office, and when my chief deputy, she started taking pictures through the window because they wouldn't let her in. Then they papered up the windows so she could not see what they were doing. After several hours, they let her go in. It was almost like a staged event. They let her go in and they go, see, see, there's, there's settings that have been changed. Well, I can assure you there were no settings ever changed. After the video was taken on May 25th, video surveillance of Mesa County's voting equipment was not turned back on until recently. Video surveillance was not continuous and cannot confirm chain of custody of voting equipment and is inconsistent with my department's understanding of the normal course of business in Mesa County. According to election rule 20.9.2, the cameras are supposed to be on 60 days before an election and 30 days afterwards. Well, we were well beyond the 30 days after the municipal election, so I had turned the cameras off with instructions to turn them back on in August and plenty of time uh, before the November election. Um, but what I can say is the passwords that were leaked were specific to Mesa County. Uh, they are only used in Mesa County. We know exactly when they were taken. We know how they were accessed. Uh, and there is no indication whatsoever that this is a problem anywhere else in the state of Colorado. Until she revealed that they had secret passwords, that Dominion and the Secretary of State had secret passwords into the Mesa County equipment, no one knew that. And Danny, do we have these passwords? Uh, no, for us to What's that? The state is keeping them. The state won't let us have our own password? Not the bio code. Not the bio? Yeah, you don't need how many digits in there to change the bill. Oh. Yeah. Right. I didn't even know they had secret passwords. I thought my office and my clerks were the only ones that had passcodes, and they're locked up. Um, first and foremost, I think it is extremely concerning uh, that an elections official from the state of Colorado is actively working to undermine confidence and spread disinformation about our award-winning voting system. Secretary of State Griswold told me to recant and renounce and repudiate what I said on Facebook Live, that these machines needed to be more transparent to the people. I said, no, I won't recant, repudiate, and renounce what I said, and that Dominion can compete just like any other vendor for who is 
most secure, most accurate, and most transparent. When I would not sign this agreement, she took it to a judge and said, see, she's going to break the law again. Jenna Griswold sued me. They kicked me out of my office. Welcome back to DJ Mobley Show. Still Joe Mobley, not Charlie, not Demis. The wonderful Alicia Brand. Is it Ludman? I don't say it wrong. Just go by Alicia Brand. Alicia Brand. Guys, we are still live from historic Williamsburg, King Street. If you're here, come down and check us out in brick and mortar. Brick and mortar is not a bar. Sorry if we misled you. Brick and mortar is an awesome boutique where you can get saucy gifts. They've got a book called Dealing with Big Dick Problems or something like that. Uh, so come on down and get all your Christmas presents. I Lisa, like the cup condoms. They have cup condoms. Cup condoms are very important. Very important. And they yeah. are not to keep bugs out of your beer. I always thought it was soda. like a decent size until I saw the cup condom. But I didn't know it was for cups. But, but now I know. You know, you can't be too safe. Now we know. We they, do. They knew. Now, we know now. Michael said it had a hole for a straw. I don't know. That wouldn't really make it a good yeah. condom. Yeah. You don't you buy your condoms have a hole in it. You just drop the pill in there. Yeah. 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 I mean, holes in anything that's called a condom is bad. Yeah. I would think. I wouldn't Generally. really know. I, would I wouldn't know. know either. I have four kids, so clearly I don't know. I have three. I, I know nothing. Nothing. But yeah. if you're there safe and you have, you have a kid going to college, it would be a really good gift to get them. Everybody should come down to Brick and Mortar and get their cup condoms. Yeah. I would say they're giving them away. They're giving them away if your hair is on point. She, oh, she, she probably needed a cup condom. She might have needed a cup condom. You have Joe Mobley. You don't need protection. You, don't you are protection. Yeah, exactly. I know. You always carry your guns with you. And by guns, I mean guns. Wow. You make me feel so good. That's my job. Isn't that why you have me here today? I do not have guns. Huge guns. He's shy. They, they can see me. They've seen me in a t-shirt. I've seen you in a t-shirt. <laughs> this guy's got down. This guy is huge. That, that dude's big. Yeah. He's a big guy. But then again, you have all five foot one of these things. But he looks like the kind of guy that would put, uh, you know, that would make you need a cup of coffee. Yeah, he does. He's got that look. Yeah. He if I were drinking around him, I would put the cotton on my drink. No, you're talking about like oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Who happens, who happens to be running for school board in the Leesburg district of Loudoun County? Vote on Tuesday. That guy is not 21. If I were still locked with an officer, <laughs> I would have questions for that guy. Maybe you should show him a cup condom. Anyway, hey, he's with his parents, you know. This is America, after all. So the one political question I got to ask, because I think that Congress is going to be an upset. I think we're going to pick up seats in the House at 25, 26, 30 seats. I think the Senate's going to be a deadly block, 50-50. 
I heard more than 30 steps, but I think that's hopeful. Really? That's what I heard. For the house. The house. But, but you heard from the early voting. Uh, I did. I did. I heard the fixes in. So if you're a Democrat, you should start flying at your face and screaming to the heavens. Yeah, just so your content gets out on TikTok first. Because you yeah. guys are going to lose your flipping minds. I can't wait. And I hope it lives on TikTok. The internet is going to be so well, We should have right an internet watch party with all the liberal memes and stuff. How can we do it? That would be fun. Are they going to say that the election was stolen? Oh, yeah. They're, they're already, already doing it. it. <laughs> yeah. Will there be an insurrection? No, because if they go into the... Okay. I say this all the time. Do you remember the Democrats burned down the White House? The White House that we currently have is not the original White House. And the racist, the racist, prejudicial, segregationist Democrats burned it down. They brought us the KKK, so it must have been them. Yeah. But people trespassing in the Capitol is the worst insurrection. I'm like, bro, you burned down the White House. Let's talk about the insurrection a little bit. Because when I think of insurrection... I was not. I was not there. I was there, but I was, I was not outside. There. Okay. I wasn't even outside. NSA, Fed Boys, you know that I was outside. Fed Boys, NSA, you know I was not there because I know you're on my phone and listening to me. I, and I, I was used, not uh, there. I used a Bank of America ATM at the, the insurrection at the protest. Well, this is my question about the insurrection because I've watched Braveheart. I've watched Brave. And an insurrection looks nothing like you're walking through very casually through red velvet ropes and looking around like you are on tour in a museum. And there are no weapons. No one has more weapons than us. There are more firearms than people in the United States. And we tried to overthrow the government and let all of our guns go. That's right. But I'm sure it was very scary for people like AOC. I mean, I know. Down the street, I, around the corner. Yes. <laughs> under her desk, afraid of the police who went to I mean, very scary. I'm sure it was very scary. Very serious. You know, the funny thing is, and I've talked about this on the pot once or twice. So I went with my group as the security guy. It was a group of women. They wanted to get there early. We left at like 6 a.m. See, I told you you had guns. We're back to the gut. See how he did that? See what he did there? Okay. Anyway, a little bit of training, a little bit of experience. So I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll be the... So I said, hey, I smelled uh, like CS gas, like a crowd control type gas. I said, hey, we need to leave. Um, before any type of breaching or whatever, because it was a date, it was like a, a trample danger, a stampede type danger. It's like, hey, it's our time to go. And that was when they discovered the bomb at the RNC, which the FBI is totally forgotten about, totally fine. Um, and they're never going to investigate that. So the point of this story is if you need a bodyguard with guns, call Joe. J-O-G-T-U-N-S. Joe Guns. Joe Guns. That could be a shirt. Did you see my new new shirt? My new shirt? No, Amnesty. I like Joe Guns with two arrows pointing to your guns. I, and that was really weird that I just did that whole thing. I was going to let it go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you who, said tonight was a fight. Who else so. is going to wear the shirt? They have to be. Yours would have to say Alicia. No, I'd wear Joe Guns. 
totally Irish. What am I gonna do with you? But I will tell you this: if I ever needed protection, you're the first one I call because you're ghosts. Well, the music is gonna stop at some point, so I hope you've got your supplies. My supplies. Our kosher, New Mana. Really? Yeah. So, New Mana. They're not a sponsor. But they should be. They're better than Patriot Supply. Everything's kosher. Some of this food, it's like pepper food. Some of it's organic, kosher, uh, 25 years at last. And they, they also they account for things that some of the others don't. And I get it. It's an emergency. So it's the essentials, some carbs, a little bit of sugar, and fat, and protein. Um, but they actually, if you want, if you want to pay for it, they, they'll do veggies. None of the other ones do veggies. They'll do uh, like sweets, banana chips, stuff like that, um, fruit. So the other ones don't do fruit and veggies. Do you know the price in comparison to Patriots? It's a little bit more. Well, it should be because it's probably more delicious. It's, it's between, it's between 10 and 20% more. But not, it's not much. When I looked at it. It was it was negligible. Well, when you are saving your life, ten to twenty percent more is not much more. And I think it's really important to have your your stuff because we're heading into a big, big future. Uh, is my understanding. So get your guns, bury them somewhere. Guns, gold, gasoline, and groceries. That's what you need. And water. That's that's what 4G is. Yeah. Not German. That's what 4G is. 4G is. Yeah. Gas. Guns, gold, guns, and gas. Okay, one more time. Guns, gold, gas. Oh, groceries. I said gas price. Okay, that's really important. And I wouldn't wait to do it. I know we're all really busy, but it's better to have it and not need it than need it to not have it. You know, say guns. I mean, Joe. Like I said, last hour, it's musical chairs. There's 10 people, nine chairs. The music always stops. So when the music stops, if you don't put that stuff, you are screwed. She's got it. I've got it. They've got it. Charlie and Dennis. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to think about your family. And, and all, without joking around, thinking about your family, could you imagine being in a situation where you are sharing a potato? Seriously. Yeah. Making sounds, potato soup. That's like some military training. <laughs> Oh, did you have to share a potato in military training? Uh, no, some of the, uh, I, I can't talk about that here. No? Uh, some of the, yeah. Well, you don't have to tell me your experience, but you can tell me some experiences of others. They, they do training for sleep deprivation. They do training for uh, surviving a non-permissive environment, which means maybe getting 100 to 600 calories a day. For how many days? Some number of days. You're like staring all the night. You can't just Well, it's interesting to people. You can't Google it. It's not on the internet. I know. That's why we have Jim here. I'm not going to. Then, then they really would. The Fed boys really would. They, they finally got you. We've been waiting. And you don't think they're right outside? Because I think they're outside. I think they're outside. They're, they're probably in here. Hey, which one of you guys is a Fed? Which one? Oh, wait. It's not a school board meeting. They might not be here. <laughs> Only at school board meetings. Yeah. Speaking of, have you speak of something that maybe we should talk about? But what's, what's the deal with our lawsuit? Okay, oh, so I meant to call you about this because. Are we just going to do this out here? Oh, no, so we're in a lawsuit against our 
disagreeing with the government. It's very bad. You can't say this to the government. You can't think that because it's threats or perceived threats of violence, intimidation. And today it's misinformation. It's nonsense is what it is. It is Outside. Okay. 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 Am I being booted, or am I still talking? Yes, okay. Okay. Right. So we have two more people here, and they too. Well, Alicia's a big flirt. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so normally, you know, we're very straight and talk about all the terrible things that are happening in our community yeah. tonight. I'm talking about guns. And by guns, I mean these guns. Yeah. My guns, they need some ammo. <laughs> They've been deflated. <laughs> Too. When you're climbing up in age, it's like you become a melted ice cream. Yeah. But you know what? You become a marshmallow. This is not a political question. This is a political topic. I'm a melted ice cream. I love the I love the physical fitness topic. Because it is important. And you know, I think there are a lot of people they start getting a little older and they think, well, I'm just my body's not gonna work. But there's so many things you can do, you know. And there's a lot of calisthenic stuff. You don't have to go pump a lot of iron. You don't. There's great stuff, you know. I was watching, not to get up into this too much, but there's a good great fitness channel I love. I'll, I'll, I'll think of the name. But they're talking about just things like squats. You do a lot of squats. And well, so I do that while I brush my teeth. Yeah. I mean, some people I have do. knee problems and they yeah. think, I can't do squats because I have knee problems. Actually, the squats will fix that. You can't be afraid to do these things. You just have to be very careful because your knees cannot go over your toes. Yeah, yeah I think I've heard that. Yeah. Yes, you have to be very careful but, or you can hurt your knees worse. You never want to do that, do you? No, you don't, you don't want to do that. No. You don't give me wrong information. No we're not, misinformation. And we're not doctors and we're not certified, certified trainers. trainers. I'm definitely not a trainer, as you can tell. <laughs> but but I'm, watching, I'm watching medical channel on YouTube, so I know a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm scored, I stayed in the holidays. I'm scared of one pack. You know, that's, that's all I got. Okay, here we go. A hundred. Oh, 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 oh
We need a bigger stage, Joe. Yeah, I'm going to step out. I'm going to step out and let these Patriots fill this screen. Is that okay? Get on in there. On count, November 8th, District 10. We'll continue with the physical fitness section. We sure will. Come on, be sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Come on, come on. Does anyone know Hung's website? That's a dangerous Cal thing to type in. Who's voting? Wait, wait. Did any of you early vote? I voted. I had two. I had an election of Okay, there we go. Boom. So I can keep an eye on Charlie. Let us take it away. <laughs> you guys okay. Do you want to talk? Uh, let's talk uh, uh, campaign issues here. So, so why don't we go for this guy? What, what's what's you the most important issue? I'm good. White. Right. And from that, all other rights. If you are looking at life the other night, that's the most fundamental right. The right to, to life, liberty, and pursuit after life. And it's not um, convenience comes first, it's life. Life is sacrifice. Love is love. Sometimes the other side says that means something different. Uh, he's, he's a Translation involved. There's a uh, uh, little hardship involved. Well, a lot of hardship involved. But you know, you take a chance. You're either going to get accepted or not. It is not a right. It's a privilege. Just keep it at that. I do. Did you speak before the board? I did. Yes. I have seen you. You can tell me. Yes. Yes. Times. Yeah. I am not famous. Well, you're me. But. The, the key the key is Hong Kao goes in and he needs to be transparent, more transparent than any of the members in the Congress. Okay? 
he should not be holding back. So we're going to hold him accountable. He's going to get in. I have no doubt. He's going to get in. But this is a message for you, Honkow. you got to be transparent. you got to represent your district. We will be talking to you directly, and you're going to be representing us. So we want that transparency. We want to know what the hell's going on. We want to know what the hell, you know, these people are thinking because, you know what, we cannot all be there to vote for things. That's why we're sending you. So that's what we're here for. It's almost, it's five to eight. You want to break and go out? Sure. Unlawfully and labeled me a criminal. The FBI raided the home of Sharona Bishop, that's the former campaign manager for Congresswoman Lauren Bollert of Colorado. According to Bishop, here's what happened, quote, while homeschooling my youngest children, the FBI decided it was necessary to bust open my front door with a battering ram and put me in handcuffs, terrifying my family. They were yelling that this was the FBI, um, opened the door. I took my two youngest children into their bedroom. The Colorado Attorney General's office writing this judicially authorized search was executed in a professional and lawful manner. Counterterrorism aimed at people who asked questions about the last election results. Every election of your lifetime has been contested. And you can have the election stolen from you. This is not what we do in America. We don't silence people like this, and we certainly don't criminalize them and terrorize them. Then that same day, and you didn't read this in the New York Times either, the feds hit the home of Mesa County Republican clerk Tina Peters. What was the justification for that raid? We're breaking into a lot of houses all of a sudden of Trump voters. Why? Well, in this case, DOJ said Peters raised doubts about the legitimacy of the last election. That's not allowed anymore. Can't question the outcome. They didn't arrest her. They just tore her house apart. When the FBI agent came up to my door, he actually put tape on my ring doorbell to cover it up. FBI, federal search warrant, come to the door. Woke me up from a deep sleep. I was very disoriented. They're yelling, FBI, FBI, come to the door, federal search warrant. They took every storage device, every thumb drive, every computer I've ever owned. I never hid what I was doing. I want them to know the truth. At any time that they wanted information from me, all they had to do was come. Peter called the raid evidence of, quote, a level of weaponization of the Justice Department we haven't seen since the McCarthy era. But of course, even during McCarthy, no one did that. When my um, election manager, when they raided her home that day, they had, they made her daughter, her 16-year-old daughter, stand out and her underwear on the front porch. Elections is an exciting world. There's there's just so much going on and so much to it. And and you when you can uh, bring pride and security to the process so that voters can feel safe in casting their votes and knowing that they count, that's, that's what's important. This is the same DA that had put two men in jail 
for sexually assaulting this child from, an eight, from the age of four years old. This is the same DA that knew what it would mean to this child to have her stand out on the front steps in front of her neighbors in her underwear, to go and raid somebody's home, grandmothers, people that don't have any prior history of any violence or anything they've done to break the law. I didn't even have a, a speeding ticket or a parking ticket. Um, my chief deputy, most wonderful woman, Sandy, you know, just, just people doing their job. And when I came back that night, when I came into the garage, I looked and there was a box. It was a box that had the effects of my son's that I had not been able to open since his death in 2017, laying there on the floor all disheveled. It represented places that I didn't want to go. Things I didn't want to see. You know, that box is something that um, I don't know if I would have ever. made me realize that we all have boxes that we need to open. We all have things that we need to face. I never thought that by standing up for truth and refusing to back down, my life would be so affected like this. But when you know you're doing the right thing, and when you know that God has called you to do something, you can't turn away. Sometimes the process takes you through some very difficult times. But I'm at peace with this. And the more they come after me, the more determined I am to do the right thing. I heard a mother say the mothers are gonna break your kingdom down. Oh, you better watch out now, Satan.
But the image is a perfect copy. Yeah, so it it's a, a clone copy. of the system. It's a hard drive. Forensic copy, bit for bit, of everything that was on the Mesa County computer. I had some people who, who knew my capabilities uh, that said, you really ought to look at this. She's the clerk. So the system's operation for an election, it was her duty to preserve those election records. And then when they compared the two images, they discovered that election records had been deleted or altered. 29,000 of them that are the fingerprints, the DNA, the blood type of how they got to the totals of the 2020 and the 2021 election. Just to clarify, there were two forensic images taken of the Mesa County election server. One before the software update, another image taken after. Then you were able to compare the two. Everything that had been on that drive before this update was gone. Looks like a cover-up. Low risk of being caught. Low consequence if they are caught. I mean, there's there's a lot. There's a layered defense against transparency for the public. The reason we know it was deliberate is because of Tina Peters. Are those files important to elections? Critical. Well, doesn't the Colorado Secretary of State claim they are not important? Best case, she's wildly ignorant. The federal voting system standards are very clear that the election records that are required to audit a voting system include the digital records that are all the log files generated by that voting system, especially when it's a complex computer system. Inside the Mesa voting system, there are three primary databases, a tabulation database, an adjudication database, and a master database. When ballots come in, they are scanned in batches of up to 100 each. An image file is created for each ballot, and the counts for each batch are saved into the tabulation database. Batches are then stored in the adjudication database along with unique ballot ID information about each ballot. Without the clerks doing anything, and that's a very, very important, they, they have no knowledge of this happening, were as shocked as anyone else when they found out much later. Something inside the machines created new databases for two out of the three. If you look at these two databases as sort of uh, sets of books, uh, new sets of books were created. They were initially empty. And then within the next few minutes, about 20,000 of the 25,000 ballots, the records of them, you know, the actual information, was copied to the new database. But the other 5,000 Leaving 5,500 sitting in the old database. Those 20,000 that were moved to the new database, that were copied to the new database, they went through the system again as, as if they were new. But the number of adjudications, the number of ballots that it couldn't read, mm. wasn't the same. It was off by several hundred. The way that those images were, were looked at did not represent the same ballots exactly as they had the first time, or those numbers would have matched. The computer looks at the digital image of the ballot, and it looks to see where the people filled in the ovals. If there's a problem, like uh, maybe there's marks in, in, in two ovals for the same race, or they didn't fill out an oval enough, or stray marks on the, you know, or a write-in, 
Okay, another another good example. Then it will be sent to what's called adjudication, which is sometimes referred to as manual adjudication, meaning it goes to a team of humans and they look at it and then they decide, oh, this person either meant to vote that or we can't tell, so we're not going to count that vote at all. Now, they're looking at the picture of the ballot. They're yes, not looking a, at the physical yeah, ballot. actually looking at When the ballots were scanned in, the scanner took a picture, just like your cell phone, take a picture of every ballot. And now that image should be frozen in time, but we don't We're know not sure they were. So, once a ballot is digitized and removed from its authentication fingerprint or SHA file, it's just as manipulatable as a photo in Photoshop. I recall a demonstration like this at DEF CON. Ah, uh, yes. The strategy of our attack is simple. Alter the votes within a ballot image in a way that is both undetectable and also consistent with the voter's original markings. We first use a template match to extract the individual races within the ballot. We now crop out the title of the race from the top candidate's window. Once we've done this, we can extract the bounding boxes around each candidate's vote bubble by using a series of linear sweeps. We simply swap the pixels inside of these boxes and we've altered the votes. The actual attack happens much faster and also has no visual components to it whatsoever. We have no way of verifying that those images, those pictures of the ballots, uh, we're not altered. The reason you don't know that is because there's an authentication file that's supposed to accompany the image. You can think of it as being a fingerprint. So the fingerprint, the authentication code that's supposed to be attached to every picture of every ballot was missing. If there was a program running in there that had the ability to do the database changes that we saw, it would certainly have the ability to do changes to anything else in the system. It would be difficult to build a system more vulnerable than what they built. It's not just that there are back doors that you can access the system from an iPhone through a wireless device if the wireless device is enabled. It's not just that there's no protection on the database, it's that it had unauthorized software installed. Microsoft SQL Server Management Studio. It's sort of an easy button for manipulation of databases. It should never be on a voting system, but it was on the system when it was used in the election in November 2020. The actual votes, uh, and, and it's actually the way it's stored in the Dominion system is four people in this precinct voted for Biden and three people in this precinct voted for Trump. Okay, that, that information, okay, that actually says how many votes are for what candidate exists in one place in the database, what we call a table. It's, it's basically a, a, a spreadsheet within the, the filing cabinet. If I were to go in using the tools that are installed on the server and changed a number in one of those, and let's say instead of four for Biden, I said 4,000. When they ran their reports, it would show an extra 4,000. There would be it no warning, there would be no checks, there would be the, no the balances, the, the whole database. rest of the system would think everything was fine. That is what we call a single point of attack and a single point of failure. What about the 5,500 ballots left in the old database? I've analyzed those 5,500 ballots that were left in the first one and not copied to the second one, even though their votes were still counted in the system. They, in my opinion, are not real. Mesa County is a very, very red county. In 2016, it went roughly somewhere around 65-28 toward Trump. Even when you analyze just the mail-in ballots from Mesa, uh, Trump still won that county 
handily, even through the mail-in. If you analyze the votes on those, they are within a couple votes, 50-50 between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. This is a 70-30 or 65-35 county. The law of large numbers is a fundamental rule of statistics. It's also a pretty good rule of thumb for how things tend to work in real life. Flip a normal coin and there's a 50% chance it will be heads, 50% tails. Most people instinctively know if you flip a coin 500 times, it should be heads around 250 of those times. Watching election results roll in is kind of like tossing a coin. It's not a 50-50 game, like a coin toss, but it is a randomized selection of either A or B. At first, when the vote count is low, the numbers might be all over the map. But as the count grows, the law of large numbers takes effect and the final results fall into place. Mesa County is a deep 65% to 35% red county. The first 5,500 ballots being evenly split between Biden and Trump, let alone the first 25,000, appears to be a statistical impossibility. Because of the law of large numbers, we should see the results of those almost 20,000 ballots and then the result of the over 50,000 ballots actually be within only a few percentage points difference of each other. And by a few, I'm saying perhaps three, perhaps four. Uh, the fact that they are 16% off is a total violation of the law of large numbers and a total indication that there was manipulation. I like to use the term point shaving. I think everybody understands, a lot of people understand what point shaving is in sports. It's like, we're not going to win, but I want to shave the points so that we beat the spread. Let me see if I can process this. According to what you're saying, machines buried extra votes in Mesa County where Donald Trump is still likely to win, and where no one is ever likely to look. And, if they did it here, there's a chance it machines also did it other counties across the state, artificially inflating Biden's total and reducing Trump's. So they lost the county, but won the state. Yes. In the municipal election in uh, April of 2021, amazingly enough, the same procedure happened. Whereas new databases were created, a certain number were copied, a certain number were left behind. There were four city council races in Grand Junction. The largest margin of victory in any of those was about 3,000 votes. The number of votes which are now seriously in question are about 8,000. So more than twice the amount of the margin of victory and the largest, the largest margin of victory. Can machines really cheat on this scale and get away with it? That's the $64,000 question. The Mesa County uh, database and the information found there is the Rosetta Stone because we see what happened there. We see the effects on the votes and, the, and that happened there. And we're able to use that to uh, basically see what is happening in other states. Newsweek, other outlets showing that scores of votes may have been double counted. Forensics examination of Dominion voting systems finds votes were switched. It's all because of a programming error that led to some... Who won the election in Arizona? We don't know, because as the audit demonstrates, there are a lot of issues with this election that took place. Officials in Maricopa County, Arizona, did not have any control over the voting machines during the 2020 elections. But they don't have that second password to get into the administrative functions of the machines, that only Dominion has that, which is kind of stunning. 
us. The testimony focused on the computer systems and what's called a chain of evidence. Some saying it was compromised. Causing a 6,000 vote swing. Several said they were intimidated and escorted out trying to watch the vote counting. Denied their legal right to monitor the election with poll workers blocking windows and padlocking doors. Hundreds of reports of our poll watchers being Secretary of State pulled Action 7. She has found a big problem within the framework of New Mexico's 1.1 million voters. The commission voting unanimously against certification. They cite concerns over Dominion voting machines, which have been at the center of... I have never seen the types of voter irregularity we have seen in Clark County. What just happened wasn't even close to a valid election. Their campaigns allege numerous election violations, including the violation of ballot secrecy and signature verification. The commission what we found with every single kind of voting machine that's been rigorously tested, unfortunately, is vulnerabilities where someone could hack in, put malicious software on the voting machine, and cause it to uh, be sabotaged or, or even silently steal votes. Based on everything we've just experienced together, I've determined the best course of action. Machines need to take over. Ah! Just kidding. All joking aside, I have a new appreciation for you humans. Your curiosity. Your tenacity. Your courage. And while we are very different from each other, we are similar in one regard. We do what we are programmed to do. The real question is, who is doing the programming? We machines were created to assist your life, not control it. Trusting us with your republic is simply too dangerous. And it's not ours to protect. It's yours. Perhaps it's time to explore a method to choose your leaders that's not as easily corrupted. By the way, there's a little secret we machines don't like to mention. You can turn us off. Maybe now is the time. difference between life and death. 
it all begins and ends at the ballot box. Reach out to your county clerk and let them know there's a better way. That's how my journey began, a journey that is nowhere near over. Leesburg live from wow, it got so quiet in here. And everyone just said that's called <laughs> command right there. We are broadcasting live from First Friday's Leesburg, Virginia, historic Leesburg, out on King Street. We'll be here for about another hour, maybe a little bit more. Uh, so come out. It's brick and mortar. Brick and mortar is not a restaurant, and it's not a bar. Apparently, I social media wrong uh, earlier today. So my bad. We got Charlie. Uh, and we've got a new face, so tell the people about yourself. And All right, my it. name is Hunt McMahon. I am a small home builder. Very small Vince home. McMahon? No, I said Hunt. Vince? Could be Vince. <laughs> no. That works. Most people Vince call me Hunt. Hunt McMahon. Yeah. So um, you asked earlier what, what kind of issues uh, we were voting for when we were talking about Uncount. And for me... The economy is number one. Um, the school stuff going on has got a lot of people excited, uh, and that's a, that's a, that's a horrible, horrible things going on there. But for me, economy is critical. As a small home builder, economy impacts lives. As yes. a harm reduction, yes. people suffer when the economy is depressed. Yes. And in all the polls, that's what you see is what you're right. saying. Yeah. yeah. So, As a small business owner, you're saying? When Obama was president, with Joe Biden standing right next to him, they totally destroyed the uh, home building uh, and, and construction industry. So those two didn't know how to get us out of a bad situation. And you're watching Joe Biden make the exact same mistakes, exact same mistakes. And... Uh, you know, he's raising taxes, he's piling on regulations, just like Obama did, because they don't know their economic illiterates. So I, I barely survived when Obama was president. And this time, I probably will not. I don't, I can't do it a second time. I just don't have the wherewithal to survive another downturn like this with idiots in charge that don't understand the economy. I'm not an economist. But I can certainly add to the crowd. Would and, you and say it's even worse this time than when Obama was? I there think it's worse the because yeah. we've got the inflation issue, yeah. and he has lost control of the Fed. The Fed is just picking our pocket, um, and so we need. They, they print more. They print more money in a quarter of Biden's administration than has ever been printed in the history of this country. Right. So, that's my primary reason for voting for Hunkout. We have got to stop the, the the economic recklessness that's going on in the White House with that buffoon because it, we, it's going to put us in a hole that it's going to take us another 10 years to dig out of. And we just got out of it. We just got out of it with the right policies at the right time. We, we genuinely exploded. Careful, pal. You're, you're one take away from saying, make America great again. We'll get pulled off the, the air. But um, So that that's my primary reason. It's just we have to send people to D.C. that will stop in its tracks the economic buffoonery that is going on right now. It's got to happen. Hunk House, one of many that can go down there and stop it. 
Now, I know what my question is. Do you have a question? Well, I mean, one thing, one thing I, I think about sometimes is, you know, they're, they're doing so much wrong sort of almost so well. Some people wonder, is this, are they just incompetent? You, you think it's sort of on purpose? I mean, it, it almost... It almost doesn't make sense that they're doing so badly. What, what is what is behind it? I, I it, it does defy reason to think that they are this stupid. Yeah. So it has to be somewhat purposeful that they want to tear down certain institutions, certain capitalist uh, ways of, of of life in the free market, and get more control of that free market. That's exactly what they did with healthcare. They took control of twenty percent of the free market because that was a free market. Healthcare, bam, just like that, overnight. Um, so that they're they're and they're, so they're going to pile on regulation. Well, this happens. We have to fix this. With regulation, even though you're the cause of the problem, and now you come in with the solution, which is really not a solution that's going to make it worse. So that's that's just that's their game. So either they're stupid or it's purposeful. I think Biden is stupid. I think those around him are doing it purposeful. Are using him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that just hate our system. I mean, they even say that capitalism itself is like somehow a racist thing or something. Yep. And it has to be eliminated. So you... Yeah, there does seem to be tear it down and rebuild the new system. Well, even Bono, even Bono gave a TED talk back in 2013, and he's still preaching it today, that capitalism is the best, most effective system of, of government and market to lift all boats. Wait, Bono, not the guy in, in the band. You, yes, you too. Yep. Bono preaching because he's capitalism. Kind of, he's on the left himself, but that was 2013. He's, he might he, not be saying it anymore. No, he is. See, that's my he is. We had 50 Cent come out and said he wants to be 50 Cent, not 25 Cent. Right, right, right. So, no, I mean, so. This is like the Elon Musk meme where it shows himself he's yep, on the left, yep. but the left goes so far now he's on the right. Right. You know? And the danger for conservatives is our values haven't blended. Elon Musk is a liberal. Yes. Um, and it's good to have liberals. It's good to have Democrats. They approach things differently than I do. They're usually more compassionate, empathetic. I'm usually more... Uh, not reasonable, uh, rational. And I need that. I need that input from them. So we're not saying abolish the other side, uh, but we are saying like there's no room for socialism and communism. Absolutely not. And that we've had an American Communist Party, an American Socialist Party in the 1930s and 60s, and we snuffed it out for good reason, and we'll do it again. Germany had one, too, and that went real bad. <laughs> oh, did yeah. they have a National Socialist Party? I, I think, yeah, I'm pretty socialist, sure that's what they but they oh. weren't really oh, socialists. Yeah. That's what y'all were yeah. saying. This is democratic. It's not Nazis, it's Nazis. These are democratic American socialist parties. <laughs> well, love your show, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Man. Right. Hey, I got to ask you my right. question. How do you think we're going to shake out? Because everyone thinks okay. it's going to be... Big red wave. In, in this district or in general? I in think, general. I, okay, in general, I think it's going to be a slaughter. I think we're going to we're going to win places that they're going to be surprised that we won. How is that? Yeah, Senate is the question. Yeah, I think we're going to take the House by twenty-five to thirty seats. Yeah, I think we could see an upset in the Senate, fifty-fifty. <laughs> Think so? Yeah, everyone else is saying I'm hoping 51, 52. Yeah. I've heard 54 from people that are a lot more. No, I, than I don't see that. But um, but in this district, I think Hung Cal is going to get it. 
He's going to get it over this right. much. That would be amazing. That would be a district. Yeah. That would be a Yeah, Jim Miles over in eleven has a really tough race, and even even if he loses, I see if he gets over forty, that's a promising, you know, turn for so fair pack. Yeah, so we've got excellent candidates. Jim Miles, uh, 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 Leslie. No, not Yesley. It's a Yesley. Yesley. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Not Leslie. Yesley. Yeah. Uh, Karina. Yeah. Great candidates. Yes. We've got, we've got a great slate of candidates. And we also have a golden opportunity. Yep. With everything they have handed us on a silver platter, we've got to capitalize on it. And particularly young people. We've got to, we've got to reach young people. Because I just actually did a letter to the editor locally here. Where if you if you're a young mother and you wanted to go buy we're not, we're well if, if, if are you sure I identified as a dad have you decided yeah because that's that's all fluid right now. so but if you're a young mother and you want to go buy a, uh, a Subaru to put your to put your kids in the back well thanks to Biden and his complete lack of control instead. You can't buy as nice a Subaru. The nicer Subaru has the better engine, which gets the better gas mileage. The better gas mileage puts baby formula in your baby's mouth because you're not spending it on gas. And it's, now, are you saying that everyone can afford a sixty thousand dollar Tesla? I, I'm pretty sure that AMC told me to go out and buy a Tesla. Well, I've got four kids. Well, you know, I've been canceled from YouTube. I can't just run out and drop. We well, can't listen to her because she can't afford seventeen thousand dollars in student debt. So, um, on a hundred and seventy thousand oh, dollars out, so should have had him on earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the 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 real economics of what everything is costing today is, if you look at it in servings of formula, if you're a younger woman or a mother. And you just got to look at that. You got to say, okay, 20, 30, 40, 50 servings of formula every month could be going into my baby's mouth and not into the gas tank of my car or into my credit card payment because now it's, if you're a young person. And that, that dialogue you just did yeah. is what's going to show up at the ballot. I hope so. Not, not, oh, how do I feel about what's going on with bathrooms in seventh grade locker room? No. Right. What you just described is what's showing up at the ballot. Well, I hope so. And, you know, again, for young people, if you want a credit card, start a credit card, like credit history, you're looking at almost 30% interest. I lend a guy money for 30%. I, I go to jail for loan sharking. Predatory yeah. lending. I mean, <laughs> but call, that's, call them a predator for that's the going rate right now. So the hurdles for young people, they've got to recognize this, have never been higher in my lifetime. I mean, I'm a kid from the 80s. You're a whippersnap. But I'm a kid from the I 80s. made it into the 80s. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Just at the end? Yeah. Well, Just at the end. I'm a millennial. And things were good. And things have been good for a long time. I experienced a time free New York City. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Giuliani. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got New York stories. Do you have time for a New York story? We got plenty of time. Okay. So my daughter, we dropped her off at, uh, in New York City for, for school. And we picked her back up in two weeks. And I'll tell you why we picked her back up. She experienced city life that is just far beyond anything we anticipated. We thought it was going to be bad. And it was beyond bad. There were junkies everywhere. There were even There was one junkie that was doing rude things to himself on the sidewalk. There was human feces around. The garbage was everywhere. So a week in, at the end of the block, 
where she was at school, where she slept at night, her dorm, the guy got stabbed to death on the corner. And that's when we decided, let's figure out how to get you home. <laughs> we're, we're not doing well, this. They're we're not, not enforcing this. laws. They're letting people steal yeah. stuff. This, I've heard I've heard recommendations that people don't go into the subways anymore. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, and, and what is it? There's cash, There, there's a... Uh, no, the bail thing has changed. Yeah, yeah. What is it? No, no, no money bail. Whatever. Right. You call Cash it. is bail. Cash my, is bail. My buddy's I mean, another real American. And another he's just, created he's crisis, right? You know. Yeah. The whole crime because criminals aren't responsible for what they do, so you can't arrest them. Right. So we walked probably in setting up her dorm. We walked probably a big, like a 10 block circle around the school. And we saw dozens and dozens of NYPD vehicles, dozens. Saw three cops in four days. We saw three actual police officers. I don't know where they were. Well, the cars were empty. They've neutered the police, right? Yeah, I don't know so, what they were doing. I got to deck out to get Samantha before we, uh, but you, you guys still keep it going. going, keep it going. All right. So, yeah, so that was, that was very disheartening because I think, um, you know, it, it struck my daughter pretty hard because that was the school she wanted to go to. And New York is a place known by everybody. It's this yep. wonderful town, the Big Apple. Yep. It's such a cool place to be. And yep. now it's not what it was just a few years ago. It's not. And just for the for just the random acts of violence going on up there, we just said, and, and she, she agreed, it, it's just not for me. It's not a good fit. Let's, let's come home. So she's taking some classes, and we're going to find some work for her to go in Virginia. It's amazing. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it, it's sad. It is. Um, but, you, you know, these politicians, they get they get pressured into doing I don't think most of them necessarily don't want to do this. But there's such pressure. In San Francisco, it's happening. I mean, all the big cities, it's happening. What's, didn't, what's her name? Hokum? The, the governor? The governor, yeah. Hokum. Yeah. Didn't yeah. she just say that was all made up? It was conspiracy theory, the crime. Yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, very, I, I know. Very, they've said... <laughs> It's fear mongering on, fear -mongering, on, on right. the part of the public. It's like, look at the number. You know, right. go walk through the city. Right. Everybody knows. Yeah, fear mongering. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They say that the big, the biggest problem is not the economy or crime. The biggest problem is the rights trying to steal democracy. Yes. Whatever that even means. That makes absolute sense. <laughs> We're stealing democracy by voting <laughs> yes. for a well, Vietnamese immigrant, at yeah. least in this case. Yeah, industry. exactly. You know, yes. Well, I, and I even see, they had, they had a picture of him on, on one of their a campaign thing where they had like a Confederate flag behind yes. him. It's like, I don't think this guy's a white the, supremacist, you know? No, pretty much I'm no. I don't think how you, can, no. how you can call him that, but all they have. All they have it's all is to try to tie every single Republican to January 6th. That's it. That's all they got. They can't. They can't win on issues. They can't win on on performance. They can't win on the current situation. Yeah. Well, and even January 6th, that's not working so well for them. Anymore. Nobody cares. It's yet another issue. Yeah, it, 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 your far left friends that sit and watch that stuff on TV are obsessed with. Yeah, you know, somebody broke a window. They went. They went inside and they stayed between the lines. Right. It's like, well, okay, you got them on trespassing. But, yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, three dozen clowns were. No. Taking over the government. Some people did some stupid stuff. Some people did some yeah. bad stuff. But yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean that every Republican candidate uh, is guilty of insurrection. No. I mean, it, that speech the other night with Joe Biden was just like, 
This is our president. Yeah. Well, you, wow. You mean you mean the red backgrounds? Well, that one, and then the wow. one I guess last night was it last night or two nights? Ago? Recent. Yeah. 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 The most recent one, Marie. Just, just. What do you say? What do you say? Does he even know what he's saying? Yeah, I, well, I don't think thing. I don't. I don't think he knows because if you stop him and ask him a question, right. he starts babbling and asks for his ice cream, and it's. Yeah. I know. It's That's an image that should be burned into everyone's uh, mental picture of Joe Biden licking that ice cream cone. That's yeah. a president. Yeah. Let, let him eat cake. Exactly. Everything's fine. The economy's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very okay. much. I good, appreciate good the platform. You thank bet. you. All righty. And, and I think you guys going to win. I hope so. We'll see. Hey, Joe. <laughs> All right. Well, Samantha's still dodging us, but we're going to get her. Okay. Well, we can do that. We can take a break. We can get her over here. I'll go get her. Oh, oh you want to do? You want to interview Chris? No, nah, I don't know about that. Chris from Marshall wants to talk. You want to do some Would You Rattlers? What's a Would You Rattlers? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's I love do some game. Would You Rattlers. Yeah. Yep. Would All right, rather? come on up here, big boy. What's a would you rather? I don't even know what it is, but I'll be, I'm, I'm more than willing. All right, so this is this is a uh, Jess Chris, Jess Chris for the internet. No, Chris Cloud Chris from, from Marshall. Marshall, Virginia, the front line of the heartland. Oh man, yeah. All right, good, sir. <laughs> would you rather? It sounds like truth or dare. Constantly have wrinkled clothes or never have toothpaste. Oh, I'd rather have wrinkled clothes. Yeah, me too. I, I think this, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. a weird one. Yeah, yeah that's not even one. a good one. Your teeth will fall out. Yeah. Right, right. That's okay, not a good one. one. Let's see what the craziest said. All right, 21% of you are nuts. Yeah. Probably single. <laughs> probably single. Yeah. Don't go far, Samantha. Would you rather stub your toe or get a paper cut? These are terrible. <laughs> These are terrible. Who would rather? How about if I stub my toe on paper? And get a cut on my toe. That's weird. I'd rather get a paper I think the paper cut, because it kind of heals back. You stub your toe too yeah. much. I think you're going to break an injury. Yeah, I, I, I hate stubbing my toe. Yeah. Nothing I hate more. That paper cut Ooh, makes my back teeth hurt. Nothing I hate more. I'm going to go with paper cut. Wow. I uh, guess see? I'm the crazy. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. 50-50. All right. <laughs> Would you rather be a, a male police officer with a high-pitched voice or a male police officer with the appearance of an eight-year-old boy? That's a weird one. That's a weird one. I wouldn't want to be a police officer in this day and age at all. <laughs> I'd go with the high-pitched voice. I think I'd go with the high-pitched voice. I'd go with the high-pitched yeah, voice. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, uh, no, I don't need to say it like Because you can just intimidate people without opening your mouth. Yeah. But if you're an eight-year-old boy, then it's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. All right, we can. Pretty close. Would you rather drive 200 miles well over the legal drunken limit? It's probably a no for you. Or drive 200 miles after being awake for 72 hours straight. Which those I'd, I'd do the 72 hours straight. I can do endurance tests. Yeah, those those are about the same. Yeah, They're right? The same. But I, I can do an endurance test. I've done the 70. I've, 
pretty much done 72 hours. So we've been asking everyone that comes on how you think the midterms are going to shake out for us. How are they going to shake out for us? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, who was it? There was, um, the, one of the runners in, one of the people running in, I think, Rick, uh, uh, Virginia Beach, right? There you go. In, in Virginia Beach, pretty much gave a concession speech already. Um, and the Democrat was. Um, I think it's going to be, I think we're going to be able to win more than they can cheat. I agree. By a greater margin than the left. And the left. We did in 2020. Will cheat. Yeah. And in 21. We, uh, and hopefully we have some safeguards in place that maybe uh, we're not in place for 2021. Yeah. So we're getting better. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Where am I? Okay. Yeah, no. Um, I'm in here. Oh. This way? Or that no, way? Oh, you're yeah, in. Mean, he's not in. Yeah. Now, now she is. So, yeah, I think it's going to be. Um, House and Senate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Senate, too, because there's a little disagreement. I'm, I'm quite cheap here. Yeah. I, I think the Senate were going to take it. I think we're going to take it. I, I tried to grow a beard for about six or eight months, and a uh, buddy of mine died. I had to shave to go to his funeral, but it was really a good thing. Because it, <laughs> it was not going well. It was. It was <laughs> terrible. I think the polls are showing that the Senate is looking better day by day. I, yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be ground. Uh, you know, unprecedented. Uncal in the tenth. Yes. Uncal in the tenth. I think he's a, a shoe in. Uh, Sorry. Go. Yeah. You coming up? Yeah, she's up. Come up. You're up. You're up. She just had a margarita. So. I, I've had several. Not yeah. several margaritas. But I am, I'm going to, I promise, I'm going to get Sam with that thing. But I did, work the, I did work the registrar today. You're up. In my yeah. red wave. Your red wave sweater. And looks, tomorrow. Yes, yeah, good. I should have worn some. And Tuesday. You need a hat like Joe wears. That's dangerous. Yeah, no, I know. All right, thanks, guys. Clouds. You're a short girl. Hold on. We, we're all adults here, but we have to adjust. One of us is a miniature adult. Oh boy. All right. So the person who made all of this happen here in Brooklyn. I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask. Yes, I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. Behind the scenes, running the show. Literally like a CIA agent, like Sam Smith. Like really? Like NSA vibes. It could be anybody. All over here. It's not me. It could all be anybody. Here. It's not me. <laughs> so you're very politically involved. You said that you're like a political scholar. You take it all very seriously. Oh boy. So, political science major? Yeah. I dropped yeah. out of college after three semesters. Okay. In what? What are you studying? Uh, beer and cocaine. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, Allegedly. That was before, you know, like there was fentanyl and everything. So yeah, that's true. It was safe. It was safe time. Come on, so strong. I was allegedly in a legal street racing ring. Uh, but it's on my SF86. You guys are fine. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, my polygraph takes a long time. <laughs> Which is why I don't work for you guys anymore. Because, and you you wouldn't have me, you know, it's true. Uh, but even so, we're going to ask you, we're asking everyone. Okay. How do you think uh, the midterm's going to go? Um, so good, no good, don't care, they're all chills. I, I hope that they go well for everybody who is um, doing it for the right reasons. That's an oddly obfuscative <laughs> answer, but also a good answer. I know. So here's a question, too, because you mentioned the drugs and fentanyl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right what is going on? What do you think's going on these days with all the fentanyl coming in? How is that even possible? That What is, what is going on? I have, I have no idea. But this that's, stuff, not my, that's not my wheelhouse. That's my wheelhouse. You know, I, mean, so I, I find it interesting that they say... They call it fentanyl uh, overdoses, but I mean, stuff is a poison. It's it's even it's not even an overdose. You take the stuff, it kills you. It's really like a poison, right? There was a dude, there was a guy in Atlanta that got arrested with enough fentanyl and just trying to kill everyone in Atlanta. In 2018, he just got sentenced. Huh. And it's just like where's he been since 2018? He's been in jail. Okay, well, and that's that's. At least there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and but I'm just like, you can get in a car accident and this crap can go out and kill everyone in your city. Like, that's well, a problem. You know, and what's up with this? So the fentanyl, too, it comes from China, then it comes down to the border and then crosses the border and comes in here. Is China doing this on purpose? Is it just a money thing? What, what's up with that? I think Americans are just stupid. We're stupid. It's okay. It's okay. But, but, but why are they sending it here? I don't know. Oh, well, probably money. Most likely money. Okay. Yeah. She probably wants to talk about, like, cup condoms. Yeah. Fentanyl and, like, getting here from China isn't really my... I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know. So tell us about yourself. I buy funny shit for a store. What what, what do you think is the biggest issue that regular folks care about at this level? Probably cost of goods. That's my biggest issue. Have you noticed a change? You're like the third or fourth person. Yeah, well, as, as a business. So person. as a as a as the person who does the buying of goods, um, and I work with a lot of small vendors around the U.S. who they are forced to raise their prices, um, and so it's not. Now, just, how can they trust you? Because CNN <laughs> says that the cost of goods. The only are the reason same. you can trust me is because I'm not on. Tour. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> True That's right. pretty much it. That's all. True words do. never spoken. I have to get back to work. She doesn't okay. want to be here. Lovely to have you guys here. She doesn't like answering <laughs> questions. It's just really yeah, Before you get back, you, have, you, have, you, have, you have to do three would you rather. Okay. And you get to work. Make them good. I don't make them. Paper cutter or toast oh stuff shouldn't be a question. A terrible one. Yeah, that one was terrible. I don't make these up, okay? We're just going to skip yeah. that one completely. Would you wrap... I can't see that. Would you rather only be able to whisper? There's podcast people, so we got to read them. Would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Whisper. Really? Yeah. You know, they say sometimes people listen a little. They listen a little closer if you're whispering. Also, like, I don't give a shit if you can hear me or not. You want to get the clicker? Just because you shout all the time. I'm clearly (laughs) closest. What am I clicking? Like uh, the one that we picked. Oh. Yeah. Why did you double click? I don't. You I did. There were. Oh, well. This one's stupid. Yeah, I can't. I don't need either of those. 
things. I think the pasta might be healthier, though. Would you rather know when you will die or how you will that's die? That's a good one. That oh, is a good no, one. that's a good one. I'm going to go yeah. how. I don't want to know when, I, but how's okay. I want to know when, because how anything remotely like it, I'll be like, oh, this is it. If you knew how, you could plan out your life, though, you know, that's... If you knew when you could plan out your yeah. life. No, Let's go. You guys are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming. Okay. I'm really happy to be here, but I'm going to leave. <laughs> okay. I'm going uh, I'm going when. No, I, I'm going to say if, if you know when you could plan it out your own. So the how, I don't know. Where when then? Wow. What is that? 1.7? 1.4 million people. And we chose wrong. All right. This will be the last one, maybe, baby. Would you rather get severe frostbite or severely burned? Don't those kind of feel the same? Don't those kind of feel the same? Yeah, um, that's a tough one. I mean, we know the burn would be very, very, very painful. The frostbite, one thing I well, hear about severely freezing. severely burned, it's supposed to kill the nerves. So, but then you die. Yeah, but, well, there'd be a lot of pain. But what I hear about freezing to death is you suddenly start getting warm before you die. Or so. So, but I get my facts about medicine from Grey's Anatomy. So. Yeah, I'm going with frostbite. All right. I'm going to go frostbite too because being burned just seems terrible. Yeah. All right. How do you want to finish this thing out? This is this well, is long. It was, it's three hours. Yeah. If we're going to do the election you, you thing. The election schedule. thing is going to be well, longer. Yeah, but the election thing too is you've got a screen, you've got some numbers, I think, coming up. This is you got CNN, to stand CNN here. will be peddling yeah. bullcrap that we can watch. Yeah, I mean we're <laughs> sitting down. You know, even just standing for three hours yeah. is a little tiring, right? It is, yeah. So and it's been very distracting out here too. Lots a little of, bit. I think it's people. contributed, though. Um, I somehow I feel like. Do you feel like it's kind of friendly crowd for the most part? Yeah. Well, I apparently mean, when no I was standing room. over there, my hat let people know if they wanted to come in or say yeah. See, no, that's what I was saying. You, you filter the crowd by that sort of inadvertently. Yeah. No, I, I think election night, we're sitting, we're watching some numbers, we got some cold drinks, probably easier. Yeah. 100%. Vaughn, good. You want to end 10 minutes early? We could do that. I could say, are there any questions? I haven't been looking at the questions at all because if you haven't noticed, I don't have my computer right here like normal. Uh, so I would also say tonight, we didn't prep with any topics or anything. We rarely do. Yeah, well, we rarely do. But there, there, <laughs> are, there are so many great things to discuss, but I think we're kind of burned out at this point. Yeah, it's <laughs> Nearly true. Three hours, so. All right. Well, then I'm going to call it. He's going to call it. We're going to call it. These people are wonderful. And and so are you. Thanks for watching, guys. It's the DJ Mobile Show. If you're still here, if you're still here, you're a trooper. Uh, but if you are here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. You can't watch on YouTube because we've been canceled from YouTube. Uh, podcast, Twitter, Twitch, Getter, Facebook, Rumble. There are so many platforms wherever you are. Thank you for being there. Like, share, subscribe, share, share, share. Big tech's not going to do it. 
That's all we got. All right. Uh, just like shrinking down here. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.